Glenn is out today. He's not feeling well, um, and so we're going to be uh, coming in at you today with uh, Pat Gray here in a little bit. Uh, we've been talking a lot about the Jace case from Jace Medical. I talk about this on my show all the time. Jace case holds uh, five of the most important antibiotics for emergency use, and they're going to be launching a new product as well. Actually, they've already launched it. It's called Jace Daily. It's a prescription supply service that allows you to get up to a 12-month backup supply of your prescription medication in case of emergency. We're talking about medications like that can help you with, you know, with your cholesterol, with diabetes, your heart health, blood pressure, mental health, and more. Stuff that you take maybe every day. What happens if the supply chains go down and that medication is not around for you? Uh, plus, I gotta say too, it just seems a lot easier to be able to get a bunch of it at once. Uh, so you don't have to go back to the pharmacy every 10 seconds. Um, it's great. The Jace case is fantastic. Jace Medical has the has Jace Daily as well, which is a great, great service. Go to jacemedical.com, enter the code BECK at checkout for a discount on your order. The promo code is BECK at J-A-S-E medical.com. Jacemedical.com. Promo code is BECK. Radio show starts here in just a few seconds. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Pat and Stu in for Glenn today. Uh, let me tell you about my Patriot Supply. Did you ever get the feeling like the other shoe is just about to drop? Like maybe something bad is going to happen and you'd probably be, you, know, you better be ready for it just in case. If you listen to this show, I bet you get that feeling quite a bit. And unfortunately, between the distractions and the smoke screens and the media, you might not even see it coming when it is about to happen. This is just one of those reasons why it's so smart to have things like emergency food on hand. It's always better to have it and not need it rather than need it and not have it. Fortunately, you know the place to go. It's My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food. I have a bunch on hand. I know Glenn has, I think, 70 centuries worth of food at his house or, you know, for his eating habits, about three weeks. Uh, so make sure to go to preparewithglenn.com. I shouldn't be mean. He's in, he's having back problems. He's in major pain today. Preparewithglenn.com. You'll save 200 bucks on your three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Enjoy a wide variety of delicious meals, offering over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. Stock up before panic sets in. Free shipping is automatic, and your order ships fast. So go to preparewithglenn.com. It's preparewithglenn.com. Well, uh, Glenn, as I mentioned, is out today. Uh, he's uh, had some pretty serious back issues, so I know he'd appreciate your prayers. Pat Gray is going to be joining us here in a little bit to bring you through today's news. And, and look, it's debate week. We're here. This is it. Uh, red alert. Panic. It, we are in the middle of this election. This is actually happening. Of course, Wednesday night is the big night for the debate happens on Fox News. Of course, we know Donald Trump is telling us he's not going to be there. He's going to do an interview with Tucker Carlson. And 
you know, there's a we should get into the conversation as to whether that's a good decision and whether it's not. I can certainly understand it, and we'll get into that uh, here in in just a couple of seconds. But you look at this race as it shapes up, and we enter a race in which we have a few tiers of candidates, but in the top tier, there's only one candidate. I mean, it's Donald Trump. He leads by a wide margin. New poll out from NBC News, uh, and uh, kind of the the most respected pollster by the mainstream media in Iowa has a results out today. Donald Trump, 42%. Ron DeSantis at 19. Tim Scott at 9%. Nikki Haley and Mike Pence at 6%. Chris Christie, 5%. Vivek Ramaswamy at 4%. Doug Bergamentum at 2%. And Will Hurd at 1%. And I don't know what the Republicans, you know, you never can understand these things. They make these rules up about people getting into these debates and they make the restrictions so strange here, you know, not to get into the minutiae of it, but it's you have to get into, I think it's three polls, three national polls where you show up at 1%. I mean, I don't know, 1%, that's enough to get on the debate stage? Okay, it's early, you maybe make the argument everyone should at least get a shot. I can understand that, but now everyone's getting on the debate stage there there's a cocker spaniel i saw on the way in. he's now going to be on the debate stage everybody's getting on asa hutchinson says he's now qualified for this now we watched asa hutchinson bomb at the at the candidate forum we did with the blaze in iowa a few weeks back he, it's not like he's caught fire since then he's just he's had one percent in a couple of polls and you're like well one percent i mean if you're mentioned people by mistake get you to one percent and not to mention, this whole process gives an inordinate amount of control to the media and the people doing the polls. If they don't include you in the poll, there's no way you'll get to 1%. An example of this, and maybe we'll get to this audio during today's program, is Larry Elder, who, look, you know, I don't know if Larry Elder's going to, it's going to be, it's a long shot for him to uh, win the nomination, clearly. However, we all do know Larry Elder as a really good communicator, a really smart conservative, a guy who's been around for a long time who knows these issues, who's clearly better than someone like Asa Hutchinson. And yet he's not included in many of these polls, so he doesn't get 1%. And of all the people they're going to throw on this debate stage, including people like Doug Burgum, Larry Elder is not going to be there. He might be the strongest debater in the entire field, and he's not even going to be on stage. And we remember back from 2016 when there was 75 candidates, they broke that in. Remember this? They broke this into the, the main debate stage and then like the kiddie table. And they had all people at like 1% and 2% battle it out uh, in like the pre-show. It was mocked at the time, but honestly, like we're going to have 9 or 10 people on the stage if this plays out the way we think it's going to play out. And do you get anything from a debate like that? Do you get anything from this? I understand why Donald Trump isn't going to show up at a debate like that. Why would he? What's the point of it? You get a bunch of people with zero and one percent battling out. You get you know Mayor Suarez from Miami going up against Doug Burgum, who's up against Asa Hutchinson. You know, there's a guy named Perry Johnson. You ever hear that name before? No. Have you ever? Do you listen to talk radio all the time and never heard the name Perry Johnson? I don't blame you for that. Who would know Perry Johnson? He's now claimed that he's 
qualified for the debate. He's running for president. He's just some guy. And apparently he's been mentioned in a couple of polls, hit 1% in those polls. Uh, You can manufacture donors, which is the other big qualification to this. Um, Doug Burgum famously did this where he would he would get he would offer you $20 gift cards if you gave him a $1 donation. So people did do that, which is a good there's a cost benefit analysis that makes sense for that donation, right? You're giving somebody $1. They're giving you 20. Most people went along with that. So he got to 40,000 donors. And 40,000 donors with some different state requirements, it's not that high. You you could just pay for that, right? That's just a matter of whether you have money or not to pay for that. It's a sort of a meaningless uh, standard. And so he got to that number, apparently, he claims. And now he may be on the debate stage, too. We could have 10 people on the debate stage. And and none of them are going to be Donald Trump, the guy who's actually winning, it really is, it, it's, it's hard to overstate how ridiculous this process is getting. And I'm not saying it's easy. It is difficult. These guys are gamifying this. They're trying to beat the system so they can get on the stage in front of your eyeballs and hope that they will say some magical phrase. I mean, the path to this happening for Doug Burgum is super long. But, you know, he's running for president. He's got a bunch of money to throw at the problem. Why not give it a shot? Now, I can make a lot of arguments why, for the country, there's not really a really reason to give it a shot. Because we're going to get very little out of this debate, I fear. I fear that, you know, we're not going to get much when it comes to candidates who actually have a chance to win the nomination. And look, we're at a different stage. You know, we've all talked about this before. Donald Trump was president of the United States. He's the most famous, I would argue, the most, the most famous person in the world. So that's pretty good start for a campaign he's got lots of money lots of resources to throw at this and he you know has been the uh, leader since the beginning and this has never really been a huge question the question was whether there was someone else we should consider and when this comes down to donald trump versus joe biden and or donald donald trump versus hillary clinton the, the decision for most people is pretty easy when it comes to conservatives uh, obviously we're not voting for that person so we vote for the other person when it comes to a, uh, a primary, these are different flavors of conservatism, right? We're supposed to be sitting here thinking, hey, which one is going to do a better job? We know what Donald Trump did, did a lot of good things. There were some issues uh, as well that people didn't like. Maybe you don't like his spending policies. Maybe you didn't like the, you know, that he tweets too much. Whatever your problem is with Donald Trump, you have a chance to look at other conservatives, other possibilities to see if one is better. And that's supposed to be a sane process. It's not. It's turned into this reason to just hate everybody who agrees with you on most things. Oh, gosh, that person likes the candidate that I don't like. Therefore, they should they shall be murdered by me. Like, that's uh, an idiotic way of looking at this, but it's what it's turned into. Primary season is the dumbest season. People lose their mind in this season. They get, they just get so angry about every little thing, and I don't understand why it happens, but it happens, and that's where people are now. And so we enter this debate. I think a lot of people want to hear, okay, you know, what does Ron DeSantis have to say? What does uh, Tim Scott have to say? What does Nikki Haley have to say? What does Vivek Ramaswamy have to say? You know, Ramaswamy's had some really good polls, especially online polls that have showed him to be surging. Is he the real deal? 
Uh, he's a really good communicator and a very solid candidate and a guy who uh, we've had on the show a bunch of times. He knows his stuff. He's very good at speaking and, and can communicate these ideas in, in ways that other candidates fail to. And it's helped him quite a bit. He's exceeded expectations. I think if you look at the entire field, there's really only two candidates you can say that about. It's probably Vivek Ramaswamy and clearly Donald Trump, which I don't know that he's exceeded my expectations. I expected him to be ahead, maybe not by this much, but I did expect him to be leading at this point. But now we have a situation where the guy who will probably win the nomination isn't even going to be on the stage and people like Asa Hutchinson will. You want to talk about dysfunction? We're right in the middle of this. And, you know, Donald Trump is talking about his decision to not go to this debate. And he seems to be hinting he's not going to go to any of them. Now, I don't know that people really believe that. I think if 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 the race were to tighten, he would obviously go and debate uh, in that situation, I think. And I don't think there's any question about that. You know, if if. You know, Ron DeSantis has some big moment in this debate and starts rising and gets within 10 points of him. You could be sure that Donald Trump's going to show up at the debate stage because he's going to want to try to crush him. And that will be really interesting. But we may need to wait for a moment like that to actually happen to get something interesting out of this. At least something helpful. At some level, Donald Trump kind of demands the news attention whenever he is in a room. So these guys do have a chance to make a difference. Maybe having their, you know, people having their eyeballs on them for a night does change people's perceptions. Maybe it leads to a breakout candidate. We see this every campaign cycle, usually. It would be surprising if what we saw was a Donald Trump you know, runaway victory with no one ever even making a move. Um, and I mean that more from outside of the top two, you have that field below of between eight and 12 candidates at this point that one of them doesn't have a breakout moment. You know, if you remember, go back to the democratic primary of 2020, you had your Pete Buttigieg moment. You had your Kamala Harris moment. You obviously had moments where Bernie Sanders was, was leading and Joe Biden was leading. And it seemed like, you know, the, there are ebbs and flows of these things. We haven't really had ebbs or flows. There's just been basically Donald Trump leading by somewhere between 20 and 50 points. And I got news for you, 20 points isn't close either. He's just been leading this entire time. And he has a real argument to say, why would I bother here? Let's go into that question here in just a second. Should Donald Trump, should he be at this debate? Would you go to this debate if you were him? And what can the other candidates do to try to make noise in a race against someone they're not even debating? We'll do that here in just a second. Uh, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Jeffrey wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, I really like Relief Factor. It helps so much with my 66-year-old body. I've been standing, walking, bending, and working with my hands my whole life. Now I'm retired, but still very active. I take three packs a day, uh, uh, and if I, if I have a lot of activity, I usually only use one or two packs on the weekends. And it helps so much. Thank you so much for making a great product. Thanks, Relief Factor. Jeffrey, thanks for writing in and giving Relief Factor a try. It sounds to me like you got your life back, and this is happening for thousands of people in the audience, uh, and it has been for years and years now. If you're living with pain, why not give Relief Factor a try? The three-week quick start is only $19.95. It's a trial pack. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them 
Go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 4 relief to get the 1995 three week quick start. Again, it's relieffactor.com or call 800 the number 4 relief. Relief Factor, feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. All right, the uh, poll again that came out today, NBC News, and Donald Trump, 42% in Iowa. Ron DeSantis, 19%. Tim Scott, 9 Nikki Haley, Mike Pence at 6%. Chris Christie at 5%. Vivek Ramaswamy at 4 Doug Burgum at 2 And Will Hurd at 1%. And, you know, the question is, should Donald Trump show up for this debate? Now, I, as a, for selfish reasons, do want him to be at this debate. I would like to see this to break up into the, I want the kiddie table back. I want, I want Doug Burgum and Asa Hutchinson all at the kiddie table. They can have their little debate before the debate if they're going to make the stage. And then have a serious conversation between the top, let's say, six or seven candidates, including Donald Trump. I would like him to be there. I think it's good for the country if he is there. I think it's good for conservative movement if he is there. I would like him to be there. However, if I'm him, I don't know that I bother why would you bother your path right now which is everyone talking about you all the time seems to be working this poll is pretty consistent with other polling that we've seen recently that shows donald trump with a massive lead nationally less of a lead in iowa and new hampshire but still a pretty significant lead here of 23 points if you have a 23 point lead what can you do by going to this debate? Can you help yourself, I guess is the question. you got to break this into two different questions here. Number one, what's good for America? What's good for the conservative party? If you care about this sort of thing, what's good for the Republican party? You like to see the leader in a race making an appearance at a debate. It's, it's a big time spotlight on your candidates, on your positions, and you'd like to see that. But from a selfish perspective, if I'm Donald Trump, it's like, well, I'm already winning. Why don't I wait until they sort this out? Let them, you know, if they're going to coalesce around one person or two people, and those people are going to be within 10 points or 15 points of me, okay, then I'll go talk about them and try to blow them out of the water if I can. But right now, why would I do that? Why would I throw myself into a position where I got to get yelled at by, you know, stupid Chris Christie? And for what? So I can lead by 25 instead of 23 if everything works out well? What's the purpose of this? And not to mention, you know, you think about what he's decided to do, which is go talk to Tucker Carlson. Now, Tucker will ask some difficult questions, um, I, I hope. I, I hope he pushes them. I mean, Tucker's, you know, can be a very difficult interviewer if he, if he wants to be. And, and he, uh, I think it's important that he presses Donald Trump on some of these things that he's going to have to face going forward. And questions about his record on, you know, from a conservative perspective. I think there's a lot of questions about that. Obviously, you know, probably the biggest one in, in, uh, in the Republican voting base is you know how the covid situation was handled uh, whether anthony fauci should have been employed the entire time he was and elevated to the levels that he was publicly um, those are real questions obviously the spending is a big question there are things to talk to donald trump about about whether how his presidency went you know a lot of the people he complains about now he hired 
And why did that happen? Is that going to happen again in another Trump presidency? These are questions that are legitimate to be asked of Donald Trump. And that's why I think it would be interesting to see him on a debate stage. How is he going to change this? You know, look, being president is not easy. You're not going to succeed in everything you do, but you should have answers as to how thing, those things are going to change the next time you have a chance. And of course, uh, it's a smart smart idea to give some counter programming. He's going to do this, and a lot of people will pay more attention to what he does with Tucker Carlson than the other debate. So if you think of it from a game theory standpoint, he's got a big lead already. He doesn't bring the eyeballs that Donald Trump always brings when he shows up on a debate stage. Less, Fewer people will be watching this debate. And then it's going to be hard for these candidates to figure out a way to attack Donald Trump or... I don't mean attack Donald Trump like the unfair way the media does. I mean in the way that any com- competitor needs to com- to compete. You know, you can't go out there and just say, okay, well, you know, I just really like the other team, so therefore I'm just going to run it into the line for three times and punt. Like, I, you can't do that either. I don't think the voting base of the Republican Party wants to see attacks about January 6th and, you know, indictments and all of that. They see that in a totally different way than the mainstream media. And the stuff that Chris Christie's going to bring to the table is going to have zero effect on, on Donald Trump in the Republican primary, other than to help him. But on the other side of that, you have to come up with some way to be critical of Donald Trump and the record that he was able to put together. Because if you don't have any problem with his presidency, why why are you running? <laughs> Why are you there? What is the point of you? A lot of people in this race seem to be so scared of saying anything critical of Donald Trump's record. I'm not saying about his personal character. I'm not saying BMSNBC, but you have to be able to say something, don't you? Don't you have to come out and say something? And if you can't do that, you know, probably don't belong in the race in the first place. And I do think that there is a, a calculation about some from some of the people in this field that are just saying, like, look, the bottom line is I'm not going to beat Donald Trump unless he completely destroys himself or gets thrown in prison. So I'll just wait it out and, and then I'll try to win that secondary fight. I can understand that theory. I don't know if it's going to work. But look, when it comes to Repu- Republican primaries, nothing's worked against Donald Trump. It may just be... One of these things that is uh, too steep a climb for any of these people to knock him off. And that's certainly how it feels right now as we enter in the premier de- debate week. Uh, we'll have lots of coverage here on Blaze TV and the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, Pat Gray is going to join us here in a second. Uh, it's sad to think that there are people out there fighting to make a woman's right to end the life of a baby easier to do. It's, it's really sad to think about that, but it's very true. Preborn's network of clinics is in the fight to make sure life wins. And they're offering love and life to ensure a baby's safety and well-being. It's a ministry of compassion. These are fantastic people fighting for the lives of children. When a woman has an unwanted pregnancy, she usually wants to make the right choice. But the pressures of her life are real. And we have to understand that. And people around her are often telling her, like, just like it's a clump of cells. Get rid of the thing. Preborn shines a light into this darkness, offering hope, love, and free ultrasounds and up to two years of assistance for both the mother and the baby, all for free. A mother never regrets choosing life. And this year, just so far, over 28,000 great choices have been made because of you. When you support Preborn, you support love and life. 
for both mothers and babies, and for just 28 bucks, you can rescue a baby. Any gift will help, and all gifts are tax-deductible. Dial pound 250 on your cell and say the keyword baby. It's pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Beck. It's preborn.com slash Beck, sponsored by Preborn. All right, Pat Gray is going to be joining us with his analysis here in just a moment. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. It's debate week. It's Friday, or excuse me, Wednesday is the debate. It's Monday today, of course, uh, and we've got uh, Pat Gray joining us, of course, from Pat Gray Unleashed on Blaze TV, Blaze Radio podcast, wherever you get your podcast, make sure to sign up and subscribe. Mm. Uh, welcome, Pat. Thank you. Uh, great to be here. It's an exciting week. We've got big Isn't coverage it? on Blaze TV, of course. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday night, we'll be there. Uh, breaking it all down for you also by the way if you want extended coverage we're going to be doing that on my youtube channel youtube.com slash stew does america worth checking out as we'll be uh trying to do this on every one of these debates and breaking all of the stuff down as as we go through all of the next year and a half (laughs) which hard to believe it's it's gonna be that long it's not quite that long i guess now we're in august so i mean it's still three months yeah so it's going to be a long long road ahead Pat, we started the show talking about this new poll from Iowa. This is from one of the more respected pollsters uh, in Iowa, kind of the one that, uh, you know, polling geeks think is the best in America. And, uh, you know, you can make that decision up for yourself. But uh, the results said Donald Trump, 42 percent in first place in Iowa. Second place, Ron DeSantis, 19 percent. In third place, Tim Scott at 9 percent. Tied after that is Nikki, excuse me, let's see, Nikki Haley. And uh, Mike Pence are at six percent. You've got Chris Christie at five, Vivek Ramaswamy at four, and wow. d- down from there. Wow, Ramaswamy is is interesting. There's a huh. There's a, a, a an internal polling nerd debate <laughs> on him right going on right now, which is when these polls are done online, he keeps showing up at like ten percent and you know nine percent, eleven percent. When they're done in the traditional way over the phone, he's showing up at more like two and three and four. And so mm. the split is odd. It seems to only be affecting him. So it is a little bit of a weird quirk, uh, whether maybe the more online people who are super online and super engaged in politics, who generally speaking, you'd think would be the people who are showing up at the Iowa caucus. Yeah. Um, but those people seem to be more pro Vivek than uh, the, you know, the average voter, apparently. Um, but we'll see how that plays out. The, the poll interestingly breaks out as well second choices. So second choice, the number one second choice, as you might expect, is Ron DeSantis. 20% of voters identified him as, as their second choice. Uh, then after that, it was Tim Scott at 15%. And then Vivek Ramaswamy at 12%. And Donald Trump as a second choice for 10% of voters. And I think one of the interesting things they did is they combined the total footprint. People who are considering this candidate... What percentage of voters are even considering them? Okay. Mm-hmm. Number one, you might expect Donald Trump. 63% of people are considering Donald Trump. And this might be the one bit of encouraging uh, information from any for any other candidate here. When you look at this, people's minds aren't exactly made up. Ron DeSantis, his combined footprint in this poll is 61%. It's only two points behind. Oh, wow. When you're talking about if you're considering wow. if, uh, that candidate. So it does feel like what people think about this field is like, you know, Donald Trump's winning. He's the one that is favored right now. 
But Ron DeSantis is someone that people like, mm-hmm. and they are considering him. The next person down on that list, by the way, is Tim Scott at 53%. If you want to break down polling and you want to make an argument for another candidate outside of those top two, Tim Scott's probably your best argument. Um, he doesn't have a lot of negatives. He's uh, seen as highly favorable. He's usually in the top three or four polling wise. And there's very few people in these polls who say, oh, okay, I don't like that guy at all. I won't consider him. There, he doesn't have a lot of negatives. So maybe there's room for him to expand. Uh, after Tim Scott at 53%, you go to 40% for Nikki Haley. She's the next one on the list. Mm. Then down to Vivek Ramaswamy at 34, Mike Pence at 31. And then you're getting down to, uh, you know, Bergamentum. Doug Bergam. Doug Bergamania, 23% considering him. So the field is kind of set up in, uh, to correct me, Pat, if you think this is wrong, but this is the way I sort of laid it out. You've got a top tier, tier one, you've got Donald Trump sta- by, there by himself. Yeah. Tier two, mm-hmm. you've got Ron DeSantis there by himself. Tier three, you've got Vivek Ramaswamy and Tim Scott and Nikki Haley and, you know, maybe a couple of others. And then everybody else is like, should be in the kitty kitty table, really. I mean, like you get yeah. to a point where it's ridiculous. They should I mean, go a- home. Asa Hutchinson is saying he's made this debate. Now, that's not been confirmed by the Republicans yet that he, this is true. He's claiming he's hit the 40,000 donors. He's claiming he's hit the pol- <clears throat> polling requirements. And he's going to sign the pledge to vote for the eventual nominee, <laughs> basically <laughs> making the argument, well, I will never vote for Donald Trump, but uh, yeah, I don't think he'll win. So I'll sign it. <laughs> you, you don't think he'll win. Right. When he's already He's leading. only ahead by 40 points. Right. So, yeah. Small chance of him right. winning this thing. So what's your take on this debate, where this field stands right now? <clears throat> uh, I I just, I, I really think it's a little bit illegitimate without Trump uh, being a part of it. I'd really like to see him uh, debate the others, to be there. Um and I, I, I think that trying to get them to sign some agreement that they'll vote for the eventual nominee is uh, uh, un-American, if you will. Yeah. Uh, how, about, how about this? I'm going to vote for whoever I decide to vote for uh, at that time when that time comes around and I see who the nominee is. Uh, otherwise, I might look for a third-party candidate. Who knows? But I'm not signing your agreement so um uh you can take that and stick it i think that's a totally fair <clears throat> stance you should yeah. i mean look i understand why they're doing it and they're trying to force people to they're trying to force unity mm-hmm. but you can't force you can't. unity you can't <laughs> that's not a thing yeah. unless you're in the soviet union yeah you can't Sorry, force not unity. signing it um, and, you know, if if that was part of Donald Trump's, although I don't think it was part of his uh, reasoning for not joining the debate, then I, I completely understand that. Although he just should have said, how about this? I'm not going to sign your agreement, but I'll, I'll be in the debate. Or I'll be in your debate if you don't make me sign the agreement. Yeah. I, make them tell you, know. you no. Right. Right. But he doesn't want to be in the debate because <clears throat> he's winning by a lot. Yeah. But I mean, right. that's basically what he said, too. Yeah. He said the public knows who I am. And what a successful presidency I had with energy independence, strong border, uh, strong borders and military, biggest ever tax and regulation cuts, no inflation, strongest economy in history and much more. I will therefore not be doing the debates. Yeah. Uh, so, well, I mean, and, and like 
we talk about this sometimes, you know, when it comes to sports teams and, you know, like if you have, uh, you know, the Eagles played a preseason game this season or this, this weekend, uh, <clears throat> Jalen Hurts didn't play in the game. Why? Well, what's the upside? He, he's mm, one of the best yeah. quarterbacks in the league. He could get hurt. You're what's right. the upside? And if you're Donald Trump and you're looking at this situation, you're saying, well, I, I don't know. What's the upside here? What, what do I get yeah. out of this? How does this benefit my campaign? And mm-hmm. it's hard to make an argument that it could. Mm-hmm. I just feel like for, because I care about conservative uh, conservatism, because I care about the country and who's going to lead it, I would like the guy who's leading the race to be in the debate. I, yeah. I think it's good for the country. Yeah. But I can totally understand why, from his and, perspective, you say, why, why bother? And there's some things that have come up in the last few years that I would really like his take on. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see where he stands on certain things. Um, what are you going to do about the war in Ukraine? What do you think about um, uh, uh, about the vaccine now? Are you still as married to it as you were in the beginning? I think a lot of people who are voting in this coming primary really have that question. I think so. And yeah. it, it's one he's going to need to answer at some point, you yeah, think. you would think so. But, uh, but I, you know, he doesn't want to. And it's, it is hard to blame him because he's, you know, 30 points, 40 points ahead, depending on what poll you're looking at. Yeah. Now, in Iowa, this, to be fair, this one's only, it's only 23, which is still a huge lead. Yeah. Now, if you go back in, in modern history, no candidate at this time that was up by this much has ever lost. So oh, wow. you're looking at a situation. This would be. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's unfair to say if he loses this election, it's the greatest choke in the history of politics, or at least close to it. I mean, it, he shouldn't have a problem getting through this. He's no. had a massive lead. The media gives him fuel constantly mm-hmm. uh, to make his road easier to win this nomination. You know, getting criticized by all the right people is a powerful tool. And Donald Trump has mm-hmm. absolutely mastered the art of doing that. And, you know, whether this helps him in the general is another situation. But in the primary, you know, he probably can just ride this. Every indictment just makes him more popular. Yeah. <laughs> Every indictment's like worth another five points for him. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's amazing. He said it and people were like, oh, I can't believe he said that back in the day. But like, could he shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and get away with it on camera? I yes. think probably. Yes. Probably could. I think so. And, you know, it's funny because many of Donald Trump's, you know, great moments have come (laughs) in these situations where he's fighting with people, right? Like, I mean, what what they used to say back in 2016, why do we like him so much? It's not his policies, it's because he fights. Mm -hmm. And then here he is with a chance to fight with all these campaign, with the other other contenders, and he doesn't want to do it. And Mm -hmm. honestly, you look at this and you say, why would you? What what does it do for you? You go for a 23-point lead to a 25-point lead, 27-point lead? 29 point lead that's all great but i don't know that it does that much for you and you have to sit there and watch asa hutchinson drone on i mean just <laughs> to avoid that i understand his opinion even if he was losing the debates i don't think yeah. i would want to show up if asa hutchinson were there just because you'd be bored to death yeah yeah it would it's not for him you know it's for the voters it's for the republican yes. voters mm-hmm. that's who it's for so if you're gonna do it that's the only reason to do it because mm-hmm. it's not gonna help him you know he doesn't need any help. He's so far ahead that, you know, you might want to just do the rest of the campaign from your basement like Biden did last time. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. stay out of the way. And his, his basement's a lot nicer than Biden's. Uh, yes. He's got a nice basement. Yes. If he can get around all those classified documents he's been storing there, <laughs> um, you know, it should be fine. You know, I think it's 
it's true because he really could just I mean, it, it would make sense from a, you know, from a you're you're a head coach type of standpoint. You're, you're the campaign manager. OK, Don, this is what we do here. Mm-hmm. You sit back, you let them fight against each other, make idiots of themselves. Half of them will probably quit before we even get to Iowa. If someone emerges, if a challenge emerges, then you go in there and you knock it down. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Why try to knock down a challenge that isn't there? And. I don't think that's exactly right. I do think, like, as we just talked about, I mean, Ron DeSantis has a path here, yeah. uh, quite clearly. Tim Scott has a path here. Um, you know, uh, there are other candidates. I mean, you can make an argument for Vivek. You can make an argument for someone like Nikki Haley. You can make an argument, um, I mean, obviously, for Doug Bergamentum. Uh, <laughs> you could do that pretty easily. But, you know, you, you there's not a real reason for him to do this from a from a from a selfish standpoint you're right this would be a mm-hmm. you know almost a, an act of, of of charity yeah but uh, you know one that i think yeah. has some merit i mean I, I think like getting yourself in front of voters is something that is fundamental to our system and i wish he was doing it yeah i do, I do too i really do too Triple eight seven two seven beck more coming up well, whether it's across hundreds of miles or just at the grocery store and back, you rely on your car to get around safely and efficiently. So when your car has problems, the very last thing you need is to be worried about how you're going to afford fixing them or who's going to be the person doing it. That's where CarShield comes in. When you enroll with CarShield, you're getting protection plans that start as low as 100 bucks a month, flexible month-to-month coverage, your choice of an ASE a certified mechanic, 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance and complimentary towing and rental car options. You also get no long-term contracts and CarShield administrators will handle all the paperwork and repairs so you don't have to. Maybe most importantly of all, considering the entire you know situation going on with inflation and everything else, you get a price lock guarantee. Your price will never go up no matter how many claims you file and it will never go up even as mileage on your car increases. Car, call, call Car Shield today, 800-227-6100, 800-227-6100, or visit carshield.com slash Beck. Carshield.com slash Beck. You'll save 20% now, 800-227-6100, or carshield.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. So when's the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Was it around the time you bought the place? Are you feeling a tiny little bit of panic, even if as I'm asking you this, because, you know, I, do you know where your home's title even is? Would you know where to find it if you had to find it? Well, uh, unfortunately, a lot of people online know where your home title is. They know it exists in some database somewhere and they can access it and they can forge it and they can take ownership of your home. One homeowner pulled onto her street one day and saw a bulldozer demolishing her home being torn down in front of her eyes she was a victim of a devastating crime called home title theft a criminal had forged his way onto the deed of her home and sold it and now the new owner was tearing it down to rebuild not the new owner's fault this is a criminal who did something completely uh, outside the system but you need to be protected from it whether it's legal or not your home pro- property equity is it's your most valuable stuff and home title lock helps you protect all of it home title lock puts a shield around your home's title the instant they detect activity or tampering they help shut it down fast. First things first, you need to make sure you aren't already a victim of this. Find out for free with uh, with sign up at hometitlelock.com. If you use the promo code back right now, hometitlelock.com, the code is back. 
when you sign up, you'll get 30 risk-free days of protection. You need to protect your home. You need to protect your future, your legacy, your equity. All of these things are incredibly important. And you can do that now with HomeTitleLock.com. The code is back at HomeTitleLock.com. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. Just a little under the weather today. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Uh, coming up in a minute, we got to show you Larry Elder taking apart this Charlemagne guy um, on his show last week. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, but first, on Friday, Joe Biden sat down with uh, the leaders of South Korea and Japan and then uh, asked the press to leave. This is great because I think he was told in his ear, uh, ask the press to politely leave or politely ask them to leave. And so here's what he said. Politely ask the press to, to leave. Thank you for coming in. <laughs> Look at that. Look at the vacant stare there afterwards. The yeah. lights are on, but nobody's home. No one's home there. Um, creepy. Wow. Really bad. So somebody told him in his ear, uh, ask the press to ask the press to politely to leave. So that's what he says. Uh, ask the press to politely leave. <laughs> Is that really the way he phrased that? It wasn't yeah, like well, I, I asked. You know, no, I, I just want to ask the press again. Play it one more time. Politely ask the press to to leave. Politely Thank ask the coming in. You know, so what he said, politely ask the press to leave and thank him for coming in. And that's and he just exactly it. what he what came out of his mouth. This is He's so uh, bad. Uh, it is so embarrassing. It is. Uh, if we looked at this happening yeah. in Zimbabwe, we'd laugh at it. Yes. It's, it's in, uh, yeah, we would. It's we in, would. If we saw this happening in, you know, some third world country with with no economy. Right. We would just think, oh my mocking. gosh, do you believe this? This guy's this guy in power. This is in power. It's incredible. <laughs> right. Man, it's hilarious. Right. If this is Turkmenistan. We'd be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> those dummies over there. They elected this guy. Okay. <laughs> and here he is, uh, President mm-hmm. of the United States of America. What a disgrace. Oh, what uh, it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And there's so many examples of it. Uh, you've got, of course, John Fetterman. Uh, Nancy oh Pelosi gets on this. Ru- I mean, Mitch McConnell. Uh, let's Mitch. say it clearly. He as a he should yeah. not be in office after what Dianne happened Feinstein. a couple weeks ago. Diane Feinstein's the worst of all of them. Yeah, I mean, poor woman. She can't even gone. control her own finances. She can't even do the most basic things in her life. She's yeah. a, they have a power of attorney over her, and she's a senator. <laughs> it's bad. It's embarrassing in every way. It's really bad. All right, triple eight seven two seven. B-E-C-K. More Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up on the Glenn Beck Program. Let's talk about Mantis X. You know, Glenn is actually a pretty good shot. He doesn't have a lot of skill, um, and that's just a general statement, but he is actually a really good shot, and he's talked about how he couldn't really even get to the range. Obviously, it's hard to schedule and everything else, but also it's really expensive, and you wind up paying for ammunition and range fees and all this stuff. Well, Mantis X can help you with this. Uh, Mantis X is a high-tech, easy-to-use system used widely by the military, and it helps you improve your shooting quickly. You just attach it to your firearm. You uh, connect with an app on your smartphone uh, or tablet via Bluetooth. And then whether you're firing actual rounds or even dry fire practicing, 
it will give instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct it. I know he's used this to great effect. In fact, he hadn't gone to the range in a long time. Went back out and shot recently and had great results. Check it out, mantisx.com, mantisx.com. Start improving today with mantisx.com. Radio show starts here in just a second. Patton Stu for Glenn today. Uh, Joe Biden just okayed the beginning of World War III. Uh, we'll tell you all about that uh, coming up in one minute. All right, my pillow is uh, having a huge anniversary sale. Um, I ha- I have a love hate relationship with my bed. I love crawling in it. Uh, I hate getting out of it. Uh, I don't know if you have that same kind of thing. When you have um, the Giza, the Giza Dream Sheets, you will hate getting out. I, I am a sheet snob, and I happen to be staying at a, a, a nice hotel here in Atlanta. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they would do themselves well by getting some Giza Dream Sheets. I mean, these are the best, softest, uh, durable sheets I think I've ever had. And I don't care how much thread count you got. I really, I mean, sheets are really expensive. These aren't, and they're really good. I sleep on them every single night. The Giza Dream Sheets, they're now uh, going for uh, a, a price that is the lowest price ever. Remember, everything that MyPillow makes has a 10-year warranty, a 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square to check out the sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. I think they're like, they start at like 29 bucks. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Get the limited-time specials now at MyPillow.com. Let me remind you of something that uh, Joe Biden said. But this, I mean, again, this is clear back in 2022. So it was last year. I mean, does your mind even go back that far? I remember those times. I Do remember, you really? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. If you really think back, you can remember uh-huh. what it was like in 2022. How you know? old were you in 2022? Do you remember, remember back then they used to have... Um, uh, gas-powered automobiles. Oh my god! And they had. That's uh, right. Yeah. I had forgotten. It's Remember, been so long. On every corner, right, huh. Pat? You're driving yeah. around, and, and every corner there's these huh. these golden arches, and they had these places called McDonald's. And McDonald's. Yeah, they would serve huh. hamburgers and 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 French fries and oh, shakes, wow. and it was just an incredible 
time. What a time it, that it brings must have you been. back. Mm-hmm. I, they should do a sequel to Back to the Future <laughs> and just see if they could capture right. that moment. Get the flux capacitor running <clears throat> and see mm-hmm. if they could capture and that take era. us all the way back. It's so it's to so last far year. a distant memory. It's hard to put yourself in that place. Do you know, I was days. four years old. I was four. Wow. So I don't remember so a lot remember that, of what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but here's what mm-hmm. Joe Biden said last year about sending U.S. jets into Ukraine. He said, that's called World War Three." Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, yeah. So wait a minute. So if you send jets <laughs> uh-huh. into Ukraine. Right. That's World War Three. That's World War Three. Well, I'm glad we're not going to do that. Me that, too. I don't want World Me War Three. I think too. this is another stance, and I don't know if they're going to cover this during the debates, but it's a uh-huh. stance that I have, and I wish they'd ask about it. Do you want World War Three? I'm a no. Are you a hard no I'm on that? I'm a hard no. Really? I would not enjoy huh. that. Would like to avoid it if possible. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, so the things that you, if mm-hmm. you had something that you yourself believed would start World War III, I would try to avoid that thing. And he stuck to that for a good long time. Like I said, that was last year. Until this year, he stuck to that. Oh, okay. But I- now he just approved sending American F-16 fighter jets to Ukraine mm. from Denmark and the Netherlands. He just approved that. Now, he, was it just train? Was, so. was that the only line? Was it just planes? No, no. He he said, the idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains going in <laughs> with American pilots and American crews, just understand, don't kid yourself. No matter what y'all say, that's called World War Three. <laughs> now the trains, I agree with him on that. Oh, I, if we the send tra- offensive you start trains sending in there, offensive I train will, weapons, uh, you've gone too far. When we send offensive train weapons into Ukraine, I join the Russian military. <laughs> I do it that day. We've crossed that a very serious day. line. Now, so far, we've not gone that extreme. No. We, no, we uh, have held back on that. I mean, However, tra- train bombs are too, it's what it's, it's too much. Mm-hmm. Now, they're easy to avoid. Much. That's one good thing. If you stay away from the tracks, <laughs> you almost completely avoid them, which is great. Yeah. But, Unless there's a train derailment of the offensive train weapon bomb. Or and whatever. if we've seen anything from this president, he can derail he can. a train. He's he good can. at that. Yes, he's good at that. Uh, but yes, but I, he's already done the tanks, right? That's yep. already happened. That's that. So that World War Three has already started. And now the F-16s. Oh, good. Uh, has been OK. Now, are they going directly I, to Ukraine? Is there? A- well, they first uh, apparently they've had stops in Denmark and the Netherlands. Oh, OK. Well, they won't be. Russia won't, won't be. <clears> they won't understand. Them. Now we're going to tell think, them. Oh, those are Denmarkian uh, F-16s. F-16s. Right. They're like, oh, gosh, Denmark. You know. <laughs> The United States should file a copyright violation against Denmark and the I Netherlands think so. I'm for them copying off. our play. How dare you? How dare you copy our F-16s? And you might say, hey, maybe it's plausible. We didn't tell them, you know, uh-huh. uh, that we were giving them these planes, and, and therefore they can't hold us overtly responsible, with the exception of the fact that we are telling them almost every day. <laughs> yeah, right. We tell them all the time. Right. We announce every single move we're making. Yeah. Hey, by the way, we're sending in one Abrams tanks now. Yeah. We, we made that big announcement months mm-hmm. ago. And now it's, oh, by the way, we just said it's okay right. <laughs> uh, for Denmark and the Netherlands to send our F-16s uh, to Ukraine. So that's going to happen now, too. Now, so. I guess you could argue with that. If you listen to the specific wording of his statement, you could argue he's talking about American crews 
being brought in by, by okay, these offensive if, so trains. Only if American pilots <laughs> right. and crews well, are manning these weapons, uh, then it's World War Three, Right. But not if not they're it. Ukrainian pilots mm-hmm. in American jets. And I know if you're a Russian mom and your kid is just, you know, your kid's in the war and they've just been killed by a missile from an F-16, you're like, well, what's the nationality of the pilot? I don't care if he died. I care <laughs> if he was killed by an American. <laughs> I know. I care about what yeah. nationality yeah, yeah. was actually flying the American plane. That's right. the that's my line, and that's that's I think, where you draw the line. That's right where you there. draw the line. Yeah, yeah. which is fascinating. Yeah. It, 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 Not that you're going to have a fourth generation jet in the uh, Ukrainian arsenal now. That's not the issue. You don't care about that. The issue is who's flying it. Right. Who's flying it? Like, where are they from? I mean, what what right. what housing complex are they from? Are, are they, they from they, Idaho? Do they follow the rules of their or HOA? Are they from Amsterdam? I, know. I, know. I have to know. Or are they from Kiev? <laughs> I don't want to mock this too much because Biden might do it. And I don't. I really don't want American pilots oh, in, the, in the middle of this. I, I think we're headed that direction. You do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're losing right now. They're, this counteroffensive is not going well. And uh, we were just reading a, an article about this uh, that there are some who think the Ukrainian army is on the verge of collapse so if that were to happen i think i think that's when we step in with boots on the ground well look yeah because luckily we've set up the standard that we will only give them everything they need forever everything yes so right. that standard is very easy right. to keep up you just mm-hmm. always say yes you just keep saying yeah if you say yes to everything mm-hmm. uh, eventually you do get probably to american boots on the ground uh, and, you do and like look i think it, we've said no to all of this stuff initially and then Eh. Yes. Uh, the tanks, the jets. Is there anything else? The the cluster bombs we said no to initially and then started sending them. And so Zelensky just said today that this move is absolutely historic, powerful, and inspiring for us. Oh, that's well, good. Yeah, I'm I glad he likes it because that's what is the main focus of the United States of America right now. Does Vlad- Vladimir Zelensky enjoy what we're doing yeah i mean is he appreciative a central plank of american foreign policy has always been is vladimir Zelensky inspired right and in this particular case he's saying he is it was a weird plank before Zelensky took power i, I thought it was in, very weird when he was a comedian yeah, back yeah then, that was I, weird was like wow that's a very that strange uh, plank but, but I'm, now I'm glad. it makes really good sense yeah <laughs> and look i you know i i think you can be a person who says these efforts, the way we're doing this is really, really questionable and still mm-hmm. understand that like, look, I understand if I'm Ukrainian, I am 100% number one trying to defend my country at all costs. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, oh, sure, you can have Crimea. What what other regions should I be giving you? I would be pissed if we were on the air in Ukraine, right? Like we're 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 like mornings in Kiev. Hey, the traffic and weather's coming up here in Kiev in just a few minutes. And we're talking about the Russian invasion as well. Our commentary would likely be I know it would be for me, and I want to speak for you, but my my commentary would be like, screw uh these Russians. Yeah. We're taking oh, yeah, every sure. inch of our territory back, and we're gonna take some of theirs too, maybe. Yeah. And and also, I would be saying, let's ask the Americans for every freaking thing they'll give us. Mm-hmm. Will they give us stuff for free? Will they? And the Will they give us yes. planes and trains and automobiles for free? Yes. Will they give us uh, offensive train weapons that will go on the tracks <laughs> and blow up somewhere? Will they give them? If they will, let's take them and let's beg for them. 
I would 100% be on that side of it. I get it yeah. from their perspective. I do too. And I get helping uh, other countries in certain ways that are advantageous to us strategically. That's something that we do all the time and sometimes is vital. But like you can't set a, a an expectation to a country like Ukraine that we will <laughs> support them for everything they need. No matter what. Eternally. Yeah. And can. that's basically what we've said. Yeah. As long as it takes. What is it? As long as it takes, mm-hmm. I mean, that is an impossible standard to hit. And the only thing that saves us from this is it's possible that Joe Biden is lying. And in reality, he's saying that as a as a front that eventually we're going to say, OK, well, let's have a settlement here and let's get these guys talking. The other thing that gives you a little bit of hope, a modicum of hope that we could get out of this um, is there's an election next year. Yeah. I mean, could the war still be going? It looks like it's oh, going I, to be. I, I yeah. Any, I mean, not not no chance of it ending before that, but I would say very small. But there are several candidates, including Donald Trump, who have said no to this. I mean, he has he has strongly indicated that he would strive to end this thing mm-hmm. on day one. Yep. Uh, get the two sides together and and get a peace effort going said a couple of times on, on my show, we haven't even sent Dennis Rodman yet. What? What in the hell are we doing? He hasn't even been there? <laughs> he hasn't even been there yet to oh negotiate this peace for us. What a disgrace. Is he If offered? you haven't even taken that step, that's, you're just not serious about peace. That's the first step in or any first conflict. Step. First, the very the first, first one. The first bullet flies, you call Dennis. Yes. And you say, hey, can you get to, over there? Uh, Rod, can you, can you be there by 3 o'clock this afternoon? And he would. He would. I will say he would. <laughs> I you know, think we'll, we'll, he would. I think he would. It's worth a shot. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe uh, maybe he's just like Kim Jong-un and it works. But several of the Republicans, certainly not Mike Pence, I think he keeps this thing going even stronger than it has been. Yeah. Uh, but there are several candidates who would get us out of this thing, I think. I think so, too. I mean, look, our stance needs <clears throat> to be actively. Look, you could say a lot of things publicly. I think you should say very few things publicly. And the few things that you say, if you're on that, we're already in this battle or probably you're going to be supportive. You want Ukraine. You, there is we have a rooting interest in this, I think, from a governmental perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. But your behind the scenes activity should be just get mm-hmm. this over with. Yes. The American people, unlike the Ukrainian people, don't care about the Luhansk region. No. Right. Like I get that. I don't they don't even care. know what it is. Right. I just want this to stop. Yeah. And, you know, yep. what is in our interest here? This war ending. Yeah. And again, that has to be also with stopping Russian advances going forward. That is part of it. You can't just be like, all right, Russia gets to roll over wherever they want, whenever they want. And we just say, OK, I understand why you push back against that. But like behind the scenes, we need to be making sure that this gets over. If they want our support, this has to be coming to an end at some point. Mm-hmm. How much money are you going to spend on this? A lot. So, well, it's $200 billion so far. In Just Saudi. the $200 billion, though. Yeah. But, hey, uh, on the other hand, we've sent $700 to Hawaiian families who've lost everything. So, that's not bad. I mean, we're, I don't know. It's all, it's all arrived yet. But no, it has. Okay, right. We're but maybe going to send $700. We promised to send. To we have a pledge. Uh, yeah. Is yeah. a pledge good? Uh, that's good. I mean, what, how, many, how much of a house can you build with a pledge of $700? Do we know? Uh, a tiny part. A tiny part. Yeah, a okay. really oh, tiny good. part. That's better than nothing. All right, more coming up in one minute.
Harold lives in Massachusetts. He was in a pretty bad place with his back recently. He'd go to bed at night and have awful spasms that would keep him up writhing in pain. He didn't know what to do. Nothing he tried really seemed to do anything until he heard about Relief Factor. When he gave uh, it a try, it, you know, look, his back pain went away almost entirely within two weeks. It's a massive change. In fact, these days, Harold finds that the only thing that he has to be careful about is not overdoing it when he moves around and lifts things because his back feels like new and he forgets that he's uh, up there in years. Harold got his life back with Relief Factor and so could you. The three-week quick start is only $19.95. It's a trial pack. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor and about 70% of them go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start. Again, that's relieffactor.com or call 800, the number four, relief. Relief Factor, feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Um, He's got some back pain and hopefully he'll uh, be better tomorrow. Um, We were just talking about the difference between what we're doing in Ukraine and what they've pledged so far to Hawaii. And this may not be everything, but it's it's amazing to me that, you know, some of the some of the estimates of how much we've sent them to Ukraine so far is well over 200 billion. When you include all the military and humanitarian aid, you put it all together, it's over 200 billion dollars. Um, we've pledged so far $700 for the families who've lost everything in Hawaii. Um, and just to give you a little perspective on how heartbreaking that is, here's uh, a Maui survivor uh, talking about the president and uh, calling Biden out. And right now, the Maui community is helping the Maui community. And I'm, I'm really, I'm, it's really affected me because where is the president? He decides to come here this week to come here next week. I mean, like, where, where, aren't we Americans too? Like, we're part of the United States, but why are we not, why are we getting put in the back pocket? Why are we being ignored? Hmm. Pretty good question. Heartbreaking. Mm. Brutal. It's heartbreaking. Well, no comment, Pat. No comment on that? No comment. Really? Yeah. That's my stance on this particular issue. No (laughs) No comment. comment. No comment. I got to go to the beach. Oh, okay. So no, oh, no well, comment. that's understandable. Yeah, I've got. Some. What about Tahoe next week? Are you going to be able to make it there? I'll make it there. Uh, okay, I'll make it there. But no right. comment on your little. What was it? A fire? <laughs> yeah, fire. A fire in Hawaii. But you don't have a comment on that? No. I mean, was it really hot? What, what, I didn't really, yeah. really following it. Was yeah. it hot? Uh, very. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, no very comment hot. on that. Okay. No comment on that. I want to make a brave stance of no comment. How weird is that? By the way, the no comment thing. <laughs> I I don't even. Understand I'm fascinated it. by it. I don't understand it. I again. I don't think Joe Biden cares about this at all. Okay, no, I, I want to be clear. Either right? I don't think he cares. <laughs> but you got to pretend. But at you got to pretend. You're yeah. in the middle of a presidential campaign. Yeah. Just politics 101 would describe you at least appearing to care. Yeah. And he has not crossed that bridge at all. He's like, ah, screw it. I don't care. I mean, I guess he's so confident he could stay in his basement. And he can beat Donald Trump by the media just hammering him and and or and or arresting him and putting him in prison. That he doesn't mm-hmm. have to try. Yeah, but that's a dangerous tactic. Do you remember when we contrasted this last week? Do you remember when Donald Trump was asked immediately after? I don't know. He's coming out of some meeting, 
And a reporter said, hey, any thoughts about um, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg just died? He's like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Yeah, she just died. We just got that news. And he stood there and made this really eloquent uh, statement about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and what a great American she was. And it was really presidential. Do you, do you remember that? By yeah, any chance? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And you contrast that with him being asked in something he should have been prepared for anyway, but he's asked about Hawaii and he's got no comment. How is that possible? Yeah. Have you not, not had any time? Have you not taken a minute to prepare something? Yeah. Just like, uh, and, and again, like, you know, the Trump thing, the example, I kind of remember that, but you know, this is a political opponent, right? Someone who yeah. tried to uproot his right. presidency over and over again. Somebody who certainly wasn't an ally. That's Not for sure. an ally at all. Where Maui, these are your voters right. if you're a Democrat. Big time. You're talking about 80% Super voting for you in some yeah. circumstances. Why? Again, that shouldn't motivate your response here, but you'd think it would at least make you lead with empathy. I know. Even when you're talking about the most base politics yeah. that are involved here yeah <laughs> you should just for that uh, just because so, these are your constituents potential voters you got something i'm so cynical on this stuff pat like I, there's not a part of me that believes that joe biden actually would care about these victims but like you just think politics would say hey i don't want to come off you don't want to come like what happened to uh, george w bush through katrina yeah and i don't think yeah. he did show empathy he did uh, care mm-hmm. quite clearly when you, when, when the you know the historical writings came out about this period quite clearly he did care about this but the media was able to present him as if he didn't care and people bought that mm-hmm. uh, for a time and it hurt him it really hurt his second term I mean, it was you know arguably one of two things early in his second term that really derailed his presidency and Joe Biden has no care at all about that. Now, maybe he knows. Maybe he's making a, a, a coherent calculation that, you know, look, the media is going to be on my side, so I never have to care about this. More likely, I think he mm-hmm. just really doesn't care and, and just rolls it out there. It has no yeah. no awareness whatsoever. He just doesn't yeah. care. Doesn't care. A fire? Who cares? It's pretty amazing. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. The Glenn Beck Program. Out of the terrible tragedy of 9-11 came the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, which is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. Tunnel to Towers is there to support the families or first responders and veterans when they don't come home or severely injured in the line of duty. This happened far too many times, and we, of course, align quite closely with the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on this. It's important. I mean, we're talking about a foundation that will pay off their mortgage. Uh, they will lift their financial burdens. They will uh, help their help them with their Gold Star Family uh, Home Program and their Fallen First Responder Program. They Intelligence Towers has helped over 2,000 people just this year stay off the streets. That's incredible. These are our nation's heroes, and they were close to going to the streets. It's it's an embarrassment. But Tunnel to Towers has stepped in so many times. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9/11 or the sacrifices that today's heroes make every day. Their work depends on you. You can help by donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. T2T.org. It's T, the number 2, T.org. It's Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Don't forget to use the promo code will not be censored for $30 off your subscription at blazetv.com slash Glenn.
Pat and Stu for Glenn today. 888-727-BECK. we got the big debate uh, coming up on uh, Wednesday night on Fox. And so you're, you have that. And then the Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump get together, too. Yeah. Should, just should to remind you as well, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is, what was it? Will not be censored, you said? Yes. Mm-hmm. If you go there, you get 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. We're going to have Biggest a bunch ever, of, I believe. Right? Yeah, I think that's true. Mm-hmm. And it's tied uh, for uh, you might as well do that and save some cash. Also, mm-hmm. we're going to have great debate coverage on Wednesday. Um, pre-game, post-game. I think we're going to. I don't know what we're going to be doing uh, the whole night. It's going to be a lot of fun and totally different than every other uh, network coverage. I, I assure you of that. Uh, also, I'm going to be doing extended coverage on YouTube.com slash America. We're going to be going late into the night. Uh, so get your extended coverage uh, right there. YouTube.com slash America. By the way, Pat, I want to say uh, take a very controversial stance here. We went through the 2016 uh, scenario, right? Mm-hmm. And it was ugly. Those debates were a mess. Remember, we had the kitty table debates. Because there were 18 candidates. 18 candidates. So you do like nine, nine is too much for a debate. You have yeah. nine on the stage and then they all go away. And then we come back with like the, the, the adult table. And then they do it with all the main contenders. They'd have they'd fight it out. And it was a disaster and everyone hated it. I demand the return of the kitty table. I demand yeah. this year. I want it back. They set the standard too low, too I low. think, for qualifying because it, yeah. it was only one percent in three polls or something. Yeah, and so all you need is one percent and forty thousand donors. Now they're doing these stunty things to gain donors. Yeah. Anyone can get the donors if yeah. you have enough money. You can get the donors. <laughs> and so some of them, like Bergam, was offering twenty bucks for a dollar <laughs> donation. Right. Okay, <laughs> fantastic oh, way to make to be profitable. Yeah, um, but you know Bergam has a lot of money, so he's he's been able to mm-hmm. run tons of ads. And so he, he I don't, I'm not even. It's Bergam isn't even the problem. Like Bergam is actually like on the right. I would say almost on the adult side of the table. He's <laughs> borderline on the adult side of the table. He's running a lot of ads. He's got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. If you make any argument that of these people you don't know who's going to break out of that field, I mean, at least make the argument it's Bergam, right? Mm-hmm. You can't make the argument it's Asa Hutchinson. It's, it's, it's no. totally pointless at this at this point. So let me just quickly running back through who's actually qualified for this. Doug Bergam's qualified. He's in. Ron DeSantis is in, Nikki Haley is in, mm-hmm. Mike Pence is in, Four. Vivek Ramaswamy is in, Five. Tim Scott is in, for sure. Now, after that, you get These to, are the certain. These are the certain. Chris Christie is basically a yes. I don't know that he signed the pledge, but what the way they're getting around signing the pledge is they're saying, well, I don't think, because remember, Chris Christie is saying Donald Trump is unqualified to be president. That's the whole basis of his campaign. How do you sign a pledge saying you'll vote for him if he wins the nomination? His out on that is, I don't think he's going to win. So I'll Yeah, sign right. It. He's right. only ahead by 40 points. Right. It's a really it's stupid. small chance of him being victorious in this thing. Right. It's obviously stupid. ridiculous. Yes. But at the same time, I, I can't imagine Chris Christie's going to give up on his debate appearance because he doesn't want to sign the pledge. He's going to figure out mm-hmm. yet another lie in his head to make that happen. He's so that very would, good at crafting them. That would be seven. So that would be seven. Now, Trump... It's funny, Trump hasn't actually qualified for the debate because he won't sign that pledge. He said no. So, and technically, he's, mm. we know he's not going to be there, but he hasn't actually technically qualified for the debate because he will not sign this, um, uh, the, the, the whole situation with the, um, with the pledge. But let me give you some other names. Asa Hutchinson. Hutchinson has 11 qualifying polls. That's how low this Jeez. has been set. He's got 11 qualifying <laughs> yeah. polls. He's hit the donor situation. So if he signs the um, uh, loyalty pledge, which he says he will, and he just says, well, I just don't think Trump will win. He has that same out. Uh, he will qualify the debate. So how many is that? 
One, two, eight. three, four, five, six, seven. That's eight. Now, Trump is out, we know. So then we have people like Suarez, the mayor of Miami. Now, he has two qualifying polls, and he says he's hit the donor threshold. What it seems like is he's just saying it. Right? There are people very, very uh, skeptical whether he's actually qualified. But the Republican, uh, you know, the, the RNC doesn't seem to have any real way of figuring this out. Like, they seem to be taking, at least at the on surface, mm. the Just take the word statement for it. from the candidates. Oh, wow. Now, he, he would still need another qualifying poll this week <laughs> to get in, but it could happen. Okay. So that would be nine. nine. Will Hurd uh, also Will has Hurd. the donors. Come on. He has three qualifying polls. He's got 40,000 donors? Yep. Anyone can get 40,000 donors. That's why this is dumb. Yeah. Um, also, he has not. He says he will not sign the loyalty pledge. So I don't think he'll be in, but in theory, he could be. Um, let me give you, let's go down a little bit less when it comes to name recognition because we still have more. Perry Johnson, just he, an entrepreneur, right? an entrepreneur running for Business president, guy. running a lot of ads, has some yeah. money. Personally, he's hit the donor threshold. Mm-hmm. He has four qualifying polls. It seems like he's hit, he's qualified there, and it seems like he will be on the stage because he will sign the loyalty. Oh my pledge. gosh. So that's like 11. Right? Then we've got... Uh, I'm not done. Wow. I'm not done. Larry okay. Elder. Now, Larry uh, Elder, I want to talk about him in a second. Yeah. He's actually worthy of being on the debate stage. He's very smart. He's very conservative. He's I'd been like around for, for a long a time. He's a good debater. Mm-hmm. He'll do a oh, good yeah. job uh, and is way more qualified than you know all these people at the end here I'm listing. Wait till you see him on Charlemagne's show yeah. last week. It's incredible. Now, he only has two qualifying polls. A lot of this is because he's not listed in a lot of the polls, but he's mm-hmm. only hit two. And he has reportedly 39,000 donors right now. So I would assume he's going to cross that threshold today. Uh, but he hasn't technically qualified. But he could make the stage still. And then how about Binkley? Binkley? Binkley. Uh, who Bink- Binkley? Binkley. <laughs> oh, the Binkley. Yes. Oh, okay. Ryan I, Binkley. Ryan Binkley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an entrepreneur uh, and no. pastor from Texas. <laughs> who okay. apparently is also running for president, <laughs> has hit the 40,000 individual threshold, apparently, with donors. That's impossible. Come on. Has only no. one qualifying poll, but he, so he'd need two more this week, but it's not out of the question he could get I, them. I don't believe that Ryan Binkley has been at 1% in any poll ever. Come on. How dare you? I've never no, That's heard what I'm going to say guy. to you, Pat. How dare uh, you? <laughs> you? Pretty easily. I dare pretty easily. I can't believe you'd even say something like that. I but mean, perhaps he's a wonderful pastor. No, he might be. And people I, love him. I got to be honest but with you. But I've never heard. Come on. Nobody knows who he is. You get down to this level. I don't I don't know if they're good candidates or not. Yeah. And like, look, that would there be benefit of, of a kitty table for some of these people. Let them come out. Maybe one of them will shine. You know, yeah. it's not crazy to think. Right. I mean, he got an early start. But like a person like Vivek Ramaswamy easily could have been in the kitty table this year and probably mm-hmm. would have shined. Uh, he would have dominated the kitty table. Done really well, and people would have mm-hmm. said he's noticeable. This has happened before, um, but honestly, at this point, you've got one, two, three, four. Politico says there's nine that have qualified. It's too many. Now that includes, of course, Trump would be ten. If you had five, that's plenty. That's more yeah. than enough. Yeah. If you have, I mean, like, look, do five or six in the main table. Mm-hmm. Who's your Who's your main table? Ron DeSantis. Vivek yes. Ramaswamy, yes. Mike Pence, right. Nikki Haley, Tim Scott, Chris Christie. I'll stretch it to Chris Christie. Chris Christie has some good polling in New Hampshire. 
Obviously, we all know he's not going to win the nomination. You're stretching a long way to include Chris Christie. Well, he's very wide. I have to stretch very, it. There's very like pants. Wide. Right. I mean, we're stre- like, right. like a waistband. We're stretching far okay. to get Chris. But I mean, so this is really elastic, like oh, a, really amazing la- miracle yeah, elastic. Yeah, it's like that athleisure wear. Okay. You know what I mean? It's all really right. stretchy. Yeah. But like, in, in all <laughs> seriousness, look, he's only appealing to very moderate anti-Trump people, but they do exist in the party. Mm-hmm. And you look at New Hampshire, he's hitting seven eight percent in some of those polls that's not nothing i mean i think he should probably be in the main debate i mean not asa hutchinson not perry johnson not not even burgum no i mean he shouldn't Mm -mm. be in the main debate uh you can you know if you want to stretch to burgum and go to seven maybe you could do it i think it's a stretch he does have you know he has some results where he's three or four three or four percent in some of these early states, all right, like maybe you stretch to that. It's the first debate. Maybe you have a wide net. But mm-hmm. Asa Hutchinson and Perry Johnson? No. And maybe uh, Ryan Binkley? No. And no. Uh, and uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, even Larry Elder. Uh, Larry Elder should be on a debate stage. He's certainly better than Asa Hutchinson and Perry Johnson to be on a debate Is stage. Is Carrot Top a Republican? <laughs> because maybe he should be in this, too. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, that's a guy that can dial down the middle really well. And uh, I don't know a lot of his policy platform, but I know dial down the middle. Collect calls and long distance calls, I believe. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's exactly right. For all the payphone calls you might be making these days. If you're going to have Ryan Binkley, you got to have Carrot Top. That's my policy position right now. And if they don't, I'm not voting Republican this year. Okay. I'll find the Constitution Party or something. Who's the Libertarian this year? Do you know? Um, I don't believe they've had their. They haven't had. They certainly haven't um, had their convention yet. They pick at a convention. They don't have a primary oh, process, true. which is I've yeah. always argued. I understand why they do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have ideological reasons for uh, this particular approach. Also, it's expensive to do it, but like it gets nobody involved. No yeah. one knows what's going on. Like it's just a bunch of people show up at an event and and like uh, they pick a candidate. And you're like, who? Wait, what? Like you need to have pe- the reason why the primary process, it, which has tons of problems, mm-hmm. and it comes up with also really bad incentives and. You know, all sorts of real serious issues with it. But it does get people involved in the process and at least gets them attached to a candidate. Right. And it lets them know what they care about. Like, yeah. you know the general libertarian platform, but you don't know the differences between these people. And, you know, it doesn't get sussed out until a bunch of people who are insiders in the party hashed out at a convention. I just don't think it, it works to raise a uh, a profile of someone you probably don't know what's really convenient though is that the uh, communist party doesn't have to run a candidate since they already have uh joe biden they've already got that candidate it's working out they had him in 2020 endorsed him in 2020 he was so close to everything they believe that they just said yeah you know what no we're happy with him yeah and i gotta believe like hardline communists were like look He's just saying all these crazy liberal things. He's not going to do them. He's just like, a, he, you know, he's an old school Democrat. He's, a, you know, he's not going to do all these things for us. And then he paid and then off. He did. What a great turn of events for them. <laughs> yeah, it was really good It's for really them. worked out for those communists. Congratulations. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's great. Isn't that wonderful? Great news. It worked out for somebody anyway. <laughs> all right. Uh, more Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up. All right. If you love your dog, you consider him part of the family. It's It's pretty normal. Really? Dogs have been man's best friend for thousands of years. My my, I, my wife and daughter were exchanging little notes the other day, and my wife was asking my daughter what makes her happy was one of the questions, and she just wrote dogs. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's right. real life. Yeah. It's true, and I've seen her with dogs. That's it, really the answer. Um, Rough Greens is important because, it you know, look, it's changed the life of, of, of Glenn's dog, Uno. 
I know our dogs uh, all love it as well. Rough Greens isn't a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic doctor Dennis Black that you sprinkle on top of the dog food. And, and you know, look, brown food, it's dead food. You, you want the greens. Your dogs deserve it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. So why not get it for them? The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it. They have a special deal for you. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. They're going to give you a first trial bag free. That's right. All you have to do is pay for the shipping. Call 833-GLEN33. It's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Give them a call or roughgreens.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. Triple eight seven twenty seven B E C K is the phone number. Welcome back to the Glenn Beck program. I want to bring up this Larry Elder clip from he's talking to Charlemagne, the radio host, about I guess race issues. Now Larry Elder is running for president. He should be on the debate stage. If freaking Doug Burgum's going to be on the debate stage, he definitely Larry Elder should definitely be on the debate stage. He is running for president, and he was on the Breakfast Club talking about racial issues with Charlemagne. They use the N-word many times. Now, this is one of those situations where certain... It depends on the color of your skin whether you're allowed to use certain words, Pat. Mm-hmm. And this is... So, so these are two African-Americans allowed to use the N-word. We're going to bleep it out because we're not allowed to use it. Just to be clear right. how this works. And I'm totally... Or even play yeah. their use of it. Yes. I, like, we can't even can't say... We can't play that. Right. But so that is what they're saying in the bleeps here. Go ahead. Joe Biden has lied for decades about his civil rights record, claiming that he desegregated movie theaters and restaurants in, in Wilmington, Delaware, when he didn't, mm-hmm. any, didn't do any of that. He lied and said that he tried to visit Nelson Mandela during apartheid South Africa. He did not. And he came in here and told you you aren't even black and let you think a certain kind of way. It seemed to me that should have been a wake-up call for you, but it wasn't, apparently. Yeah. I mean, no, for the record, I'm not a Democrat or Republican. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think, say you were. I, yeah, I think both. I don't know what trash. you are. I, I never yeah. even asked you about your party affiliation. Yeah, I think I'm just saying, you, but you are black. Absolutely. And, and to have a white guy come in here and tell you you have to say uh, think a certain kind of way, otherwise you quote ain't black. Wow. How should I have replied to him? You think? What I just now said. How dare you insult me and tell me I, I think as, as a human being, let alone as a black person. I don't tell you how to think, Joe Biden. How dare you come in here and tell me how to? How I, I should think. I'm nice. going to vote for Donald Trump if I want to vote for Donald Trump. And if I want to vote for Donald Trump, it does not make me not black. 20% of black people, black men, as I said, voted for Donald Trump in 2020. Are they not black now? So only 80% of black people, black men walking around are really black, 20% are not, because mm. they voted for Donald Trump. How insulting is that? How condescending is that? Mm. I, I mean, you're probably right, but I didn't take it in that way. As well, I, I said, did. <laughs> as I said to him in that moment, you know, it's just about me wanting something for my people. And I want to know what is he going to do for my people. And not only for my people now, how are you going to atone for the things you've done to my people? Right. That's it. Right. And this is a guy, uh, Joe Biden, who, when he first got into the Senate, hung out with segregationists, talked about how well, he, how well he got along with them, uh, talked about how he didn't want integration because of a jungle uh, this guy has made Absolutely. all sorts of insulting things mm-hmm. to black people, and his policies right now are hurting black people. Inflation mm-hmm. hurts the people at the bottom more than anything else. Letting a bunch of illegal aliens mm-hmm. under, into the border are hurting black people more than anybody else, as I said earlier. Mm-hmm. He's opposed uh, to school choice when he has his own kids in private school. And we lost a year, almost wow. two years of in-school education in California because of COVID that he supported. I mean, this guy has done monstrous things to black people. And then for him to come in here and tell you how you ought to think as a black person, it blew my <laughs> mind. Uh, but Asa Hutchinson is going to be on the stage and not him. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that was a that was a beatdown. It's great. Uh, can you imagine if Charlemagne had said those things to Joe Biden? 
What response could he have possibly had to that? I'm sorry. How uh, dare you I'm, insult all, me that way? All he could do was say, I'm sorry. That might have that might have changed the election. Yeah. Because there's nothing he could come back with. Nope. I mean, you got him at that point. You just destroyed well, him. You saw it with Charlemagne. Say, I mean, that, yeah, wow. again, I don't, I'm not exactly a, a, a P1, as they call in radio terms, a main, a big <laughs> listener to the Charlemagne You're not a program. primary listener to the Charlemagne no. show? But what I oh, have wow. seen of him is that he's... Uh-huh. He's kind of famous for getting in these big debates. Like he'll he'll fight with people. Yeah. He'll have these big arguments yeah. with people. Take him on. I mean, and he was he was demoted to a withering you know uh, yeah. fern there by yes. by Larry Elder. Docile. Uh, yeah, you're you're probably right, but I didn't take it that way. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Uh, that's great. You sure should have. Yeah, but I mean, if there's anybody in this lower uh, polling end that should be on the debate stage, it's Larry Elder. Definitely. And uh, for some reason, of course, the Republicans will keep him out. That makes too much too much sense. Yeah. This is exactly what they'll do. Amazing. It's a darn shame. All right, triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Stu for Glenn. Hopefully, Glenn will be back uh, tomorrow. Meantime, we have this uh, poll on Donald Trump's trustworthiness. Share that with you. Also, uh, controversial statements from Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. We'll get into that and much more in one minute. If you're smart, uh, smart with your money, and uh, chances are pretty good that you are if you're listening to this particular program, probably care about finances, spending, uh, maybe you're not one of those overspenders like our government. If you're doing that, I'm sure you realize that this is the, you know, doing something and cutting expenses can be one great way to make your retirement better. It's also vital to be prepared for, and, and you know, and we all know this, these times come. When times get tough, you need to be prepared for those times. That's why we talk about American financing and let them see. Give them a call. Let them see if they can help you get through this process. American financing is a family-owned mortgage company that is in it for you. They're not looking to help out the banks. They're just saving people like you an average of 700 bucks a month. If you get a mortgage refi, for instance, you could consolidate high interest debt, things like credit card debt, and transfer it into something low interest. Plus, you could end up being able to delay up to two mortgage payments, which is really nice, and close in uh, as little as 12 days. Uh, start right now. Uh, save, get your savings journey started right now at American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. CBS News poll uh, that just came out surveyed pretty goodly number of Americans too over two thousand. <laughs> yeah, um, so hmm. found that seventy percent of Americans feel things in America today are going somewhat badly or very badly. 
I guess that brings up the question, who are these other 30% that think it's going, it's going well? Swimmingly. Really? How, how'd that happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, on the topic of the 2020 election, 71% of GOP voters do not consider Joe Biden as the legitimate winner. And of course, Democrats love to talk about that. But what they don't talk about is the fact that uh, if you pulled Democrats about whether or not Hillary legitimately lost in 2016... I bet it'd be a similar number. Oh, it is. I just this yeah. just just came out. It's almost half who say <laughs> Jeez, that they believe man. Russians went into voting machines. Not even just like okay, they generally manipulated Gotta the population kidding. by posting on Facebook or whatever they accuse them of. Yeah. No, going went into voting voting machines. It's something like forty percent of Democratic voters believe that's how Donald Trump got elected initially. Have you guys played the? Um, Democrat version of what they're accusing Trump. You know, they there's 12 minutes of Democrats calling elections illegitimate. <laughs> and then there's another one that came out that's double that. It's 24 minutes. There's so many Democrats that have said it so many times. You've got, for just these quick clips, there's enough to fill 24 minutes of time with them denying elections. Now, that's not... It's incredible. It, it is incredible. The hypocrisy <clears throat> is incredible. Now, of course, it's not an argument... Um, to do it right? no <laughs> like it's a, right. I mean, imitating the democrats is not exactly no, what i want shouldn't. from the republican party yeah, right and i neither. do worry that there's so much talk about how fake elections are all the time you, you wonder if people are motivated to vote at all i mean yeah, I, I don't I, know. I, I feel like we're, we're uh, you know again this is uh, i know sensitive stuff and some people get really worked up about it uh, much more than i do about primary time i mean pri- mm. is, in primary season is the dumbest season everyone reacts crazily over everything but like at the end of the day you want your voters to show up if you believe elections are legitimate if you don't believe they're legitimate why do we bother with this stuff why do mm. we constantly talk about elections why do we talk about going to the polls why do we say go out and support your favorite candidate why bother with it and i think there's so much so much defeatism that a lot of times i think we're talking our own voters out of voting and that doesn't work well no that's a problem. I, I just don't i don't know if people have realized that yet yeah and it shows that we're we're pretty cynical about the way things are going right now um when asked to describe the u.s political system 64 percent called it dysfunctional 58 percent said corrupt 14, just 14% called it effective. 7% called it honest. Yeah. That's not good. You know, Pat, I was was watching the movie Tetris this weekend. Uh Uh-huh. Have you watched this yet? I, no, I have not. You heard of it at all? Yeah. So it's about basically the, the, uh, the game, right? The the video game and getting the rights to the video game. Yeah. uh, A video game that was invented in the Soviet Union. So getting rights out of that environment, how do you do that? They don't, they don't do capitalism. Mm-hmm. How do you get rights, worldwide rights to the game Tetris? Well, it was all about the, it's all about the inner workings there. And at times, watching it is fascinating to bring you back to that era. You know, because it's one of those things where, like, you could go and they could pull you into, uh, you know, you're thinking you're going into a meeting and you wind up getting the crap beaten out of you in the hallway and you, you go back to your hotel room and it's bugged and... This is how business was back mm-hmm. in, in Russia, and I'm sure at some level still is. Maybe not quite as bad as the Soviet Union days. The reason I bring that up, though, is like I, these polls at times can feel a little misleading, you know, because like, wait a minute, people think things are that bad in America. But what mm-hmm. we're talking about, I think, when we answer these polls is we're comparing it to our vision of what America should be. Not, a, not to the Soviet Union. We all know that life here is not the Soviet Union. I know right. that we can go, we do business every day, Pat, 
as as straight out public opponents of the regime, if you will, in this in this analogy. And we're able to do it and we're able to live lives and, and do commerce. And yes, we have high profile examples of people being debanked and being thrown off of social media mm-hmm. and having their voices silenced. And those are super important to talk about. But generally speaking, most of us are able to do our, live our lives and live in a country that I still think is better than every other option there is. Mm-hmm. And it's important to note when we talk about polls like this, it's not comparing it to the Soviet Union or Kim Jong-un. Even if we use some of those same terms, sometimes people will use terms that go, you know, that are, you know, that illustrate visions uh, of, you know, regimes from 50 years ago. But I think what people are talking about here is this feels closer to that than we should. We, we, this is supposed to be a country where everything is free. You never have to worry about that stuff. And all of a sudden we have to like, does it feel corrupt here? Yeah, it feels corrupt here right now. Feels like everybody's corrupt. Everybody that touches mm-hmm. politics seems to be corrupt. With a possible exception of Mike Lee, who just that does not seem like he ever gets involved in anything, which is great. That's why I love the guy. But outside of that, it seems like every person we ever talk about is in some sort of corruption scandal, even if it's BS, even if they're the victims of the corruption. Mm-hmm. And there's no, it's understandable that people feel this way. You know, I mean, it feels like everybody's being targeted for things that they say. You know, we yep. were talking a little bit off the air about uh, Tua the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins who is being beat up by the press and uh, you know people online now because he said he liked the movie Sound of Freedom. Yeah, listen to his quote. <clears throat> he said, we had an off day yesterday coming here, went to dinner with the guys on Monday, and then we also got to watch a movie yesterday. So it was cool. It was like a movie fest yesterday. The Sound of Freedom's good. Yeah, Sound of Freedom's definitely good. You should watch that, especially you guys with kids. Then he also said uh, that they watched Oppenheimer as well, called that pretty good, but freaking long. It, it is long, <laughs> I will say. I, I, I liked seen it. it. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was very good. It's three hours, right? Does it feel like long. three hours? No. Or are you entertained I, it, the whole time? I was entertained by it. I am, I also really like the subject matter. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. You know, I, I'm fascinated by that era. Story. It's an incredible story. Um, and I thought it was pretty good. Like, obviously, they're going to ask questions about whether, you know, the, the ethics of, of the nuclear bomb and its mm-hmm. use or the atomic bomb and its use. However, I thought it was a... Uh, they did a good job balancing it, and I, I thought it was good. I, I, I thought it was very solid. Did not feel like three hours, but it probably felt 220. It, was, it didn't feel <laughs> like it was 90 minutes, I'll tell you that. Yeah. It was pretty long. Yeah. Uh, well, you can't praise The Sound of Freedom, you know, without getting bludgeoned to death. And Amazing. he did. Uh, listen to this comment from, uh, from some Dolphins fan. I will absolutely admit that as a lifelong Dolphins fan and a big Tua fan, that Tua's comments were not only disappointing, but demoralizing and concerning. <laughs> Sound of Freedom has exploited religious people during its entire run. It's horrible that he's just another brainwashed idiot. How bizarre is it that these people hate this movie so much that anybody who likes it is the enemy now? So Why weird. are you... Are you trying to protect child sex trafficking? Is it 
Well, I mean, something that is, you're really into? That is not? one one thing you could be it's doing. It's the only reason I can think that you would be bludgeoning the people who've liked the movie. Yeah, they're, they're stopping your sex traffic. Yeah, maybe industry. you want more children imported. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're saying, hey, my supply is drying up and, and uh, <laughs> I'm a little upset that they're drawing attention to this. Therefore, I'm going to oppose it viscerally online. Right. Because I could be saying, like, right. I, didn't, I didn't like that movie. It's being used by Republicans or, or something. I, I don't even know if it is, really. It's really just been more of a mm-hmm. uh, general, it's just really just generalized commentary on we shouldn't have sex slaves that are children. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's like a super controversial topic. Yeah, and they don't even, you know, I keep seeing that it's a religious movie. It, I, in what way? Is it? I, I don't I, I, they don't promote anybody's religion, as far as I can tell. Yeah, I mean, in you, that movie, if you happen to be the, um, if you listen to this program, it's very possible you were responsible for this movie in in a small way, and that mm-hmm. the people, the actual uh, operation that is featured in the movie, was uh, funded by this audience. The, the, Tim Ballard came on the show. Mm-hmm. He talked about it. Uh, Glenn talked about it, asked you to donate for this operation. They got the money. They did the operation. The movie went into production years later. In fact, it's been done for years. It was supposed. It was done in 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. Glenn, I remember Glenn talk, talking to me. He had seen it back then and was like, yeah, it's really good. I don't know when it's coming out. Well, the answer, basically, if it was up to Disney, was never because they had, mm-hmm. they wound up merging and getting control of this movie and they just put it on the shelf. Eventually, we we're like, well, let's. Someone wants to pay us for this for some reason. Let's just give it to them. And Angel Studios put it out, and it's been one of the biggest. I mean, it's one. Of, it's one of. It's a in monumental success. Yeah. I, I don't know. If, have we done this? Uh, it's made one hundred and seventy-seven million. Yeah, uh, and it cost fourteen million to make. Uh, I mean, think about 170, that. It's beating both uh, Mission Impossible and uh, the uh, the Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Uh, now remember, it came out I think right around the Indiana Jones, right around July fourth, and and the Indiana Jones thing came out, and it beat it on its first day. Yeah, when it came out, and, and everyone was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I remember thinking, like, that number one, that's incredible. Number two, that's not sustainable. Like this movie is not going. I mean, that's e- what even I thought though too. Indiana Jones yet, sucks, mm-hmm. it's no way it's going to um, sustain that. It is now defeated. It, it's going to yeah. out earn Indiana Jones. Listen to the number. These are the movies that are behind it right now. This mm-hmm. is incredible. You've got. The latest Indiana Jones sequel is $4 million behind it. It's been brought in 177, Indiana Jones 173. After that, the latest Mission Impossible sequel, the latest Transformers sequel, the latest Rocky sequel, Creed 3, the latest Pixar movie, the latest Fast and the Furious sequel. Oh, that's amazing. And then you've got stuff like Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, uh, Scream 6, The Flash. All behind. All behind. Sound freedom the next one ahead of it is and it will pass this john wick chapter four and it has a shot at passing ant-man and the wasp quantumania which earned over 200 million dollars it's probably the last one it has a chance at but still that's pretty impressive it could get into yeah, eighth amazing. place for the year this is a movie that cost nothing and was sitting on the shelf with no one to distribute for it five for years five years yeah crazy and it's a that movie that you likely helped fund you, I mean, and it's like much more important, of course, is actually the operation that they're talking about in the movie. But like, you know, these things come and go. We, I, I, we were talking about this, uh, and, and of course, you were here for so much of this, Pat, that like 
this audience has done so many incredible things mm-hmm. over the years. Incredible things that no one would believe. I mean, saving people in Afghanistan, like a radio <laughs> audience, what? This is a small example of it, but right now it's a high profile one. And that none of this happens. None of this happens in real life. And then the movie's not made if it's not for this audience coming together and being like, you know what? I think maybe we're going to be on the anti-child trafficking thing. <laughs> we're, I think we're going to take that side of it and we'll let the left oppose us. Mm-hmm. We'll let the left come out and say, you know what? We disagree. We think you're wrong for opposing child sex trafficking. <laughs> and apparently that's their stance. Seems like it. All right. Uh, much more coming up uh, in one minute. Pat and Stu for Glenn. Uh, the parallel economy is about two things, value and values. Uh, I'd rather do companies, uh, business with companies that actually like us, don't hate our guts. Uh, and Good Ranchers is a great company. They're already, uh, they, they already, if you don't know them, they source beef, chicken, seafood, and pork 100% from American farm and ranches. And if, if you want extra value, you can try this on for size. When you subscribe to any of their monthly meat boxes, you're going to get two years of free ground beef, 144 meals you don't have to pay for. And how about uh, the extra on the values side of this as well? Since Good Ranchers spends their own money to provide 10 meals per box you order to Americans in need, that means they give out 240 meals over the course of your subscription. I mean, that's, you don't talk about a parallel economy. That's the spirit of it. That's what we want to do. Head over to GoodRanchers.com. Use the code BECK for 30 bucks off any box. Plus, you'll get two years of free ground beef with your order you can do some serious good for yourself, your family, and others by having American meat delivered right to your door from GoodRanchers.com. Use the code BECK for 30 bucks off at GoodRanchers.com. Code is BECK, GoodRanchers.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Oh, the one really interesting uh, statistic from this CBS poll that we started talking about a few minutes ago. Um... Uh, among Trump supporters, get this, 71% feel like uh, Trump tells them the truth. 71%. That's a higher percentage than anything else they were they were polled about. Uh, family and friends tell people the truth. Only 63% thought family and friends are truthful. It's incredible. So they trust Donald Trump. <laughs> it's incredible. More than their family and friends. <laughs> Conservative media figures, 56%, and religious leaders, 42%. So almost 30 per, almost thirty percentage points more uh, for the trust of Donald Trump than religious leaders. Wow. That's really something. That's fascinating. That is really something. Fascinating. I don't think that's healthy for any person to get that level <laughs> no. of trust. Uh, Donald Trump or anybody mm. else. You know, you shouldn't shouldn't trust one person like that. And I will say, the one interesting part about those four groups is <clears throat> Trump is the only one that obviously has a self-interest, right? Like, you know, you'd think your friends and family are telling you what they believe is true. They don't, they're not trying to sell you on a candidacy. You know, right. Conservative yeah. media, like you could, you could argue, well, it's a business. And it is. And that incentivizes people in the business to say things maybe in the most, you know, maybe an outlandish way, right? Like, but there's, mm-hmm. no re- there's no incentive to lie. You're certainly trying to tell Mm-hmm. what you believe is true or no one's going to listen to your show right you might try to be maybe you're trying to say it in, a, in an exciting way or whatever to draw on an audience but like certainly 
There's no reason, there's no incentive to lie. Your religious leaders, if your religious leaders have an incentive to lie, you really shouldn't bother wasting your Sundays. <laughs> you know, I got news for you. If you trust Donald Trump more than your religious leaders, why there's are you going to church? There's a problem there. The NFL yeah, is on. a problem. Mm-hmm. You, should, you should spend your time doing something else because you're not getting much out of church if that's what you think about your church. Again, like, I'm not even, this isn't an anti-Donald Trump argument. It's an anti-anybody argument. There should be no, I would be embarrassed to tell a pollster that I trusted a political candidate over my religious leaders. Why? Mm-hmm. Why would you bother being a, a, a member of a religion that you trust that that infrequently? <laughs> and I might be actively searching for new religious leaders. New religious leaders? That's the case. New conservative shows. And I would yeah. argue new friends. Uh-huh. If you can't, if you trust <laughs> Donald Trump or any politician more than you trust your own friends, you need new <laughs> friends. <laughs> oh, man. Why are you friends with people that you don't trust? And again, it's, it's, it's I think that what's amazing. It? It's whether they will tell you the truth. Right. Yeah. And look, I obviously know that, you know, the, that's been a big thing with Trump where he's tried to say, like, I'm the guy that'll boil it down for you. And a lot of people that's, you know, that's that's their mm-hmm. flavor and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But like, it's just tr- trusting anyone who wants that sort of, you know, well, I, I mean, it's, it's asking a lot of dedication. And, 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 you know, I come back to this, Pat, like everyone's in the media is talking about how oh, the dissent is excuse me, campaign has, you know, oh, they're having all these troubles. I mean, there must have been nine stories in the New York Times yesterday about the DeSantis campaign, a guy who's 30 points behind in the polls. Like, when has this ever happened? They usually bash the guy who's in front. And of course, they do their share of bashing Donald Trump, too. But man, they are attacking Ron DeSantis as if he's leading the point, the race by 30 points. But is Ron DeSantis running a bad campaign or is it just really hard to beat a guy who who people trust more than their family? Like I don't know. How do you beat a guy where it's like, oh, well, family, yeah. friends, screw them. I trust this guy. How are you going to beat him? What's the path to that? It's not easy, especially no. when he's very well funded and very famous. He has unlimited name recognition. If also his voters think he's telling more truth than family members and God, I don't know how you win. <laughs> Maybe it's not that DeSantis is doing bad. Maybe this is a unique challenge for any candidate to go up against. Yeah, I think that's the bottom line. It's really it's really tough for any of these candidates. Uh, as far as the issues that are very important to them, lower inflation, number one. Reduce violent crime, number two. Hmm. Stop illegal immigration, just slightly behind at number three. Cut federal spending, stand up to China, Stop teaching woke ideas in school. Oh, that's and, seventh, though. I mean, yeah, a lot of yeah. talk has been on spent on that topic, and that's seventh. Yeah, on this list, lower taxes is the last one they list. I want lower taxes. You might see. I, count me in that. Yeah, me too. In that category, me too. You might notice nowhere in that top ten or so is uh, the phrase climate change. Hmm. Where is uh, How much more money can we spend on Ukraine? <laughs> is that in there? the Glenn Beck program? <laughs> Uh, whoever said that summertime living is easy almost certainly never visited the great state of Texas where... Uh, have you noticed it's been a little warm lately, Pat? Uh, here? What? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. No, I hadn't noticed that. I think it's one of Like 111 today. is warm to you? Yeah. Does that seem... Not, well, mm. no. That's a little warm. Okay. Today, it's in a cool 106, so no big deal. Uh, but maybe one thing you could do to help lower that electric bill is blinds.com. If you hit, hit up blinds.com, you can really change the look of your home to something beautiful. We did this at our house with blinds.com and they did a great job. I mean, it really changed the whole house. It makes the whole house feel better and different. But you can also block out a lot of those sun rays and make your home a lot easier to uh, cool. 
And you can do all this for just one low cost. Uh, they've uh, got over 25 million windows covered, so you can rest easy with Blinds.com. 100% satisfaction guarantee. Beat the heat this summer. Use the number one online realtor, real, uh, retailer of custom window coverings, and that's why they have over 40,000 five-star reviews. It's Blinds.com. Shop there now. Save up to 45% off, plus free installation on qualifying purchases. Up to 45% off right now at Blinds.com. It's Blinds.com. Save now with Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, live, 7 to 9, that's 6 to 8 central, or anywhere and anytime you get your podcasts. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today, 888-727-BECK. Like cookies? I mean, uh, yeah, sure. Why? Well, everyone yeah. likes cookies, man. I, I have a place where you might find, well, you will find. Chips the, Ahoy? The, no. I've had them. <laughs> no, not the, Chips The chewy Ahoy. ones are delicious. Uh, you like those? Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Is there anything better, though? Uh, yes. Yes. Surprisingly, Oreos? No. No, not Oreos. Okay. Nothing comes, you know, that's hydrox? pre-packaged. Is it like Hydrox? That. No, it's not Hydrox. Okay. It's not, nothing from Nabisco. Okay. It is from Kexi Cookies. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. You go to Kexi.com. K-E-K-S-I. It's like sexy, only with a K. <laughs> Kexi. Hey. And it's not spelled with an X. But other than that, it's just That's, like it. <laughs> what a slogan. Did you develop that one yourself? That, <laughs> I did. That's a Pat Gray yeah. slogan. Yeah, you impressed? It's like sexy, mm-hmm. but it's not spelled K, the same. And it's not spelled with an X. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing like sexy, really, except they taste really good. And, you know, some people think sexy is really good, too. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and right now we got a 15% off. Back to school discount through mm. August. So well worth it. They are yes. delicious freaking cookies. I love really them. good. K E K S I. We got these. Uh, you can get mini cookies now because our our big ones are just so big. Yes, a are lot you of serious? people like to cut them in pieces. I do that. Yes, but we have just introduced these mini cookies. Really? Yes, you might try oh, those. I will be trying those yeah. later today. Give That's them a incredible. Shot. That's uh, one I think I've, I've demanded from you off the air a couple times, and it's happened. And it's happened. <laughs> Please, they're too big. <laughs> I will say, because it's like... They're like one, a meal. It's like they're a like a dessert meal. meal. Yeah. Yeah. It's great for like... When you have uh, parties, we've ordered, you know, like a, you know, a box of them and we cut them up into like quarters mm. and everyone just kind of mm-hmm. takes samples of different ones. Right. And it's great. But I, and the, the small, smaller cookie is, is a good option to have, mm-hmm. I would say. I think so, so I'm too. excited about this development. So, yes. Now, now it's available at K-E-K-S-I, Kexi.com. Uh, all right. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. You know we've we've been talking about this uh, Tui Taga the Tua Tagavailoa uh, situation. I don't, even, I don't even attempt the last name. I got to be honest with you. It's I just tough. go Tua. It's hard. I, I I don't even go near the last name. It could take me a month to pronounce that. Now, right. I don't have any idea. I know Tua's a big Christian, and he's pretty he outspoken about that. Um, but I don't know what his politics are. And he happened to mention that, you know, some of he and his teammates, the Dolphins went out to a movie, a couple of movies. One of them was uh, Sound of Freedom. The other was Oppenheimer. And and because he said something good about Sound of Freedom, he is being bludgeoned by, I guess, left-wing people. I mean, I don't understand. This is... Should this be political. Right? been the case ever since the movie came out, right? Uh the second it came out, there was Rolling Stone articles. There were Variety articles. Everybody was bludgeoning the movie. Why? Why? And I, I guess the only thing that you can um, sort of tie into the movie is Jim Caviezel's 
participation in it. He stars as as Tim Ballard, and he has said some things that um, I guess align with QAnon. I haven't followed all of his commentary on it, but that's always the accusation <clears throat> against him. And you know, obviously, a central part of the argument of QAnon, if there is an argument from QAnon, is uh, you know, there's a lot of child sex trafficking out there. Now, of course, we know we do know there is. Yeah. Whether they, uh, yeah. you know, it does seem like there's some uh, liberties taken with the factual uh, uh, parts of this. When well, it comes one of the to- things that they believed, I, I think, if I remember correctly, is that weren't they behind the uh, uh, the comet pizza, the pizza situation? Gate thing? Yeah, pizza yeah, gate, yeah. like they were doing a child sex. A lot of crossover there. I don't know if they were the originators thing of it, in the, the basement. Yeah, no, they didn't there was have no a basement. basement. <laughs> it was a legitimate business that wasn't happening. Yeah. So look, I, I, but again, like, I don't agree with any of the actors I see in movies. I've never, I don't think I've ever agreed with an actor I've seen in a movie. They all say crazy crap. And I I don't, I mean, I I generally speaking, don't care. The whole point Mm -hmm. is that they're playing a character. Now I can understand that you don't Mm -hmm. like if it's, they're doing something so offensive to you. Like we've definitely have people over the years that have said, I won't go see a movie by, you know, with Alec Baldwin in it because of his politics. Like, and you know, okay, fine. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, it seemed like a lot of those movies end in uh, people being shot lately. So it's it's probably a good idea to, to stay away from those, but for understandable reasons, at times an actor's profile can get in the way of their acting mm-hmm. right if they're if, mm-hmm. w- if what they're known for is political speech then you think of them as a politician or an activist or a commentator and therefore you can't be lost in a story you only see them and that's really my main criticism of actors mm-hmm. constantly speaking up because it's their role to melt into a story and you can't melt into a story when you're constantly running your mouth about the politics. They have the right to do it, obviously, but it ruins the movies at times. It does. So me, like, I don't know though. Has anyone ever, I mean, have you even heard the Caviezel comments about it? I've heard it no. being referenced a bunch of times. I've, heard, I've seen, I've seen it in print a few times here and there. Yeah. But, I mean, but I that's it. People don't know Jim Caviezel for his QAnon beliefs. If he has <laughs> QAnon beliefs, I don't even know if he does, but if he does, mm-hmm. I don't think that's what people associate with Jim Caviezel. Probably the thing they associate with him is the, is the Jesus movie, right? They think, oh, of yeah. him, okay, he played Jesus yeah. in that big, in, in the passion, in the passion, the big Mel Gibson thing, but from back in the day, mm-hmm. that's probably about it. I don't think, you know, but like they're trying to make this into this political thing because I guess they see this as an attack that's, uh, I I don't understand it, honestly. Like there are are a lot of things that political disagreement explains. Taking the opposite side on child sex trafficking shouldn't be one of them. (laughs) It's weird. It is. You feel weird when you're on the side of like, you know what? Uh, I think we're just going to, we're going to, we're going to go, we're going to zig, we're going to zag here where people are zigging and people are all zigging into the, uh, the, the anti-child trafficking thing. We're going to zag. <laughs> like, that's a weird <laughs> thing to do. Very, it is so very weird. Uh, but that's where we are right now. I mean, we are so divided in this country. I guess we can't even get together on child sex trafficking right now, which is pretty amazing. One thing we did kind of get together on, though, uh, it's starting to uh, occur even to CNN that Joe Biden is not telling the truth. He's a liar. He's a liar. Yes. Uh, And they actually, the words Donald Trump was right were actually spoken on CNN by Jake Tapper. Now, Jake Tapper, we used to praise him a lot for 
being objective. He was, you know? he was very good in the, what was it, early Obama years? Yeah, especially. he was. He was the only reporter who would ever ask a difficult question about Barack Obama. But I then, mean, outside of Fox News. But then he seemed to come down with uh, Trump derangement syndrome. Not a fan of Trump at all. And I think that kind of messed up his objectivity. But they were having a little discussion um, about what's going on right now. And uh, he actually broke down and said something pretty amazing. And, and uh, Kristen, uh, Glenn Kessler from The Washington Post uh, had a fact check about Joe Biden uh, from earlier this month, um, noting that Hunter Biden admitted in court in July that he was, in fact, paid substantial sums uh, from Chinese companies. Kessler wrote, Hunter Biden reported nearly $2.4 million in income in 2017 and $2.2 million in income in 2018, most of which came from Chinese or Ukrainian interests. But this, and this directly goes against what Joe Biden said in the debate in 2020 uh, with uh, Donald Trump. Take a listen. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. What you None of that is true. He made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, that is simply and various not other places. True. Mm. So it's from two different debates, but I mean, Trump was right. I mean, what? he did make a fortune from China <laughs> and Joe Biden was wrong. Huh. I don't know that he was lying about it. He might not have been told by Hunter, but this blind spot is a problem. It's a problem, one, because Republicans aren't going to let it go. That's for sure. Oh, but that's also, the problem. These yeah, problems we should. are continuing we through the legal system. It's not as though this is something that's been settled in other jurisdictions and Republicans are just harping on it. It is an ongoing thing in our courts. It's not going anywhere. This is a blind spot. Does it concern you as a Democrat? Well, I think dads have sometimes, and parents sometimes have blind spots about oh, their okay, kids, yeah, for right. sure. And the Un- president understandable. no exception. Mm-hmm. But nothing has tied the president Stop it. to any of Hunter Biden. Stop it! Stop no saying that! Okay, so they, uh, thanks. They, they should, uh, they had to get the lie in there somewhere. They couldn't just nothing do an actual time. real segment. No, nothing to nothing is tied. Nothing is, there's been no evidence of ties directly. To, <laughs> what are you talking about? There's been tons of evidence. Has there been uh, irrefutable proof in a court of law yet? No. But that's a line evidence. There is certainly evidence. I give you the WhatsApp message, for example, where Hunter says he's sitting in the room with mm-hmm. his dad uh, when one of these deals is going down and he's saying, you know, he and his dad are going to punish you. Now, they are denying that's a real message. We will see on that one. But that's certainly evidence brought to by a whistleblower mm-hmm. that would mm-hmm. point you in that direction. The the uh, text that they are not at all saying is not true from uh, uh, from two business associates of Hunter Biden's talking together. Right. Mm hmm. Where they say, hey, um, we're not supposed to say that Joe is involved in this uh, because uh, they're really sensitive about that. So only say that stuff in person. My gosh. That, that is on record. My no gosh. one's opposing. No one's saying it's a fake message. And um, we can go down the rules. Um, and one of the things that's very interesting here is they keep saying, well, there's no direct payments to, to Joe Biden obviously right yeah what no yeah. criminal enterprise worth its salt would make the payment <laughs> go to the vice president of the united states in its front <laughs> first name we do have evidence that these communications were happening potentially yeah uh under a fake name and right. that's being looked into right now again more evidence to that to that front or at least accusations again these are coming yep. from outside whistleblowers in the in the government in biden's government are saying these things but in addition to that we have texts from Hunter Biden complaining that he has to give the money that he gets to his dad. 50% of the money. Right. I keep having to right. spend half the money uh, that I make and give it to him. Yep. There are multiple text messages where he said it to other family members. We have uh, corporations set up 
in the names of children in this family. Why on earth would you do that? Pat, do any of your kids have LLCs set up when they were eight years old? You said any uh, overseas uh, companies in their name. Does anyone you know, have anyone you've ever met done anything like that? There's only one reason to do it, which is to launder money in this way. And if all this stuff turns out to be true, or half of it turns out to be true, we, we will be able to, uh, to, to, uh, to at the end of the day, figure out that this is Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. But at this, this point right now, what we do have is strong evidence indicating that it's likely. Yeah. That's not nothing. To, to say that there's no evidence to connect. It's, it's just a stupid statement. And even if there was no direct payment to Joe Biden, which... <laughs> There sh- it would be amazing if there were, yeah. right? Like, it would be insane if there were. But, like, you're an 80-year-old guy who's already independently wealthy. What else are you going to do with your money but give it to your kids and their family mm-hmm. and your troubled son who's going through all these mm-hmm. tough times? The benefit you're getting from these interactions is helping Hunter. That's what you're trying to do. If he really is this loving dad who's constantly trying to buy his kid out of trouble, what do you think he's doing with this stuff? It's he's showing it's up not only on on speakerphone, but also eating with he's going physically to the dinners with business associates and somehow yeah, but it's just the first about the time weather. ever mm-hmm. that a one hour dinner <laughs> with a bunch of business associates occurred and no business was discussed the first time in human history <laughs> every other time business has been a topic but this one time it wasn't it's so absurd to believe this they don't believe it well you can Nobody write off the dinner if you talk about business yeah so you know they wanted to do that yeah well that's true right so there you go <laughs> I mean, it is. It's absurd. It's you, you've got to be butt stupid to believe the Democrat Party line on this. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up. Glenn back. Pat and Stu for Glenn, 888-727-BECK. I'm holding in my hand right now. You can see if you're uh, watching on Blaze TV. Um, what looks like a gigantic uh, brownie. <laughs> it does look like a gigantic <laughs> brownie. It is actually not. It's a, uh, it's a dinosaur vertebrae that uh, I got from the ICR Discovery Museum. Um, they... Uh- they wanted me to have this. We're going to have one of the representatives on our uh, Friday show. We do these uh, conspiracy shows once a month on the last Friday of the month. Really? And just talk about, yeah. you know, uh, controversial things. Young Earth is the topic this coming Friday. And so how do dinosaurs fit into that? If the world is only, you know, you know the theory that the Earth is 7,000 years old, mm-hmm. right? Rather than 4.5 billion. So there's a little bit of a discrepancy there between science and and the Christian belief that it's 7,000 years old. And there's no one who takes the position it's in between. It's either no, 7,000 or 4.5 billion. It's either 7,000 years exactly. old or 4.5 billion. There you go. Take your pick. Now, the ICR is Institution for Creationism Research I, or something yeah, like that. Something isn't it? like that. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. It's a really nice museum, too. And they've got uh, cool dinosaurs in there and, and whatnot and so and forth. And delicious so. brownies, apparently. And delicious. 
Now they're a bit hard. Okay. You want to make sure that uh, you know you get your really teeth. sharp teeth <laughs> yeah. uh, when you bite into those. Uh, so that's coming up Friday. Yeah, that's a big show. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, Wednesday is going to be an interesting day. We have debate coverage here on Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com/slash/glen. If you use the code, will not be censored. You'll save thirty bucks. And in, I'm going to be one of the hosts of that particular coverage, but also I'm going to be doing extended coverage on YouTube, youtube.com slash America. Go there, follow the page, click the bell uh, at the top of the page for, to get alerts. Not only we get alerts for the uh, normal uh, everyday uh, show, but also uh, special coverage that night and every debate night as we go forward. Same thing with elections as we get into you know, voting. We're going to have a tons of extra coverage to get you through the 2024 period. We're going to need to be together for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd encourage you to join at youtube.com slash stew does America for all that. We're going to be doing some fun stuff as well. We got some uh, fun uh, comedy type stuff. We're going to be doing here coming up in the next uh, months as well. So join us there. YouTube.com slash stew does America and youtube.com slash Pat Gray unleashed as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of good stuff coming up for the election as well. Now I, I meant to ask the other day because Joe Biden claimed that they've um, you know cured cancer that uh, that changed everything. He ended cancer, I believe, was a quote. We've ended cancer as we know it. So I'm just That's wondering bonkers. if uh, if the uh, website has been updated. Uh, let me just check here. It's Did Joe, has Joe has Biden, Biden. cancer dot com. If you go there, okay. you can always check if it's true or not. Has okay. he cured cancer dot com? The answer the right answer now, as of right now, right now, right now, it's uh, yes, no, no. no. Yeah, no. Oh wow, yeah. no, he is not. It's still cancer still exists. It's an unpleasant surprise. Doggone it! That's surprising. He said he did. Yeah. Huh? Weird. I don't, I don't understand why. Right. What exactly fell apart there? It's that that's that was really weird. We didn't get a chance to talk about that in any depth together, but. Like, that was like, did someone tell him it was cured? Like, I'm worried. <laughs> it's really did, weird. Why did he say that? Nobody Wild. knows. Wild. Nobody knows. The Glenn Beck Program.